The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Tom, you ready? C. Is Travis here? I, I don't see a video of Travis. C. Travis, tra- <laughs> Travis is here. C. This is a Spanish yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Tom, I took Tom taught Spanish him. for 12 years in school. And this 12 is, years? Yeah. 12 years. Wow. Yeah, because well, I was in high school for six of those. You probably so. should have spent a little more time on English, man. I'm just saying. But all right. Hey, let's. Uh, Damn. Just like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Here play, we go. Play the music, Joel. Uh, don't tell me what to do. We. We're three guys who like to talk pinball, so we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Tom who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple, Triple Drain. All right. Uh, well, hello, hello, everyone. This is a, uh, it's kind of a big episode, you know. This is episode 20. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Tom, for being on on this podcast, being a, a true professional. You look great. You sound you. great. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, Travis, you've had 20 episodes to find a way to find a working camera, to find a working mic, to remember to charge your headset. And apparently 20 episodes was not enough. <laughs> One, my headset works fine. This Two. is what he was hired for. Yeah. My <laughs> mic is just fine. Three, I can speak English just fine, Joel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind but of. The vid- but that fine video, enough. I'm telling you, we've stared more at Elgato we- no signal than we actually have Travis. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> During recording. All of our listeners out there, how many of our video podcasts have you guys uh, seen? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. right. I rest I've my seen case. Them all. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom, you've seen them all except for one because we did a show without you. It was oh, all Joel, true. though. That wasn't me. I was like, Joel, we can't do this. And Joel was like, oh, no, yeah. F Tom, no, we're going. We've got it. We got to give the people. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, thank How'd you. That so, work out for you, Joel. <laughs> so, I oh felt terrible God. and it wasn't right. No. Um, <laughs> no. So everybody that is listening, I don't know if anybody's listened to all 20 episodes. Thank Tom, you. Tom, I'll you tell you. I got to interrupt that. Joel. Tom, I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you what it was. After we got done recording, Joel, like, it was dead silence for about 10 seconds. And he just says, man, that was weird without Tom. Yeah. It it was like his teddy bear was just gone. Like, we took it away from him. I I didn't know what to do with him. I'm a good listener. Tom is the glue that holds this thing together. He really is. Let's face facts. We've talked about this before. We have to edit out about 90% of the stuff Tom says. It would be so controversial. Yeah. He's just, the problem is the more he talks, the dumber we sound, the dumber we sound, because he's just such a bright guy. So we really try to even the playing field. So Travis, I can't, that's, you can only edit down to the the Uh, lowest denominator. So really it's edit a lot of Tom out, edit a little of me. And then we, we got to, we got to do our best to leave as much Travis in there as possible just to give you a chance, Travis. Hey, that's why I leave my camera I just can't get you two to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Well, um, so this is what's great. We did, before we started recording, we actually made a list. And of course, we get all the way to the end of the list. And Travis says, you know what? That thing you put on at the end, let's go ahead and do that at the beginning. So we're just going to mix this all up. um, And we're going to actually start with the Facebook question. So once again, 
today's the day we're going to record. I messaged Tom. I was like, tonight's the night, boys. Do you, can you post on our, on our Facebook? Uh, you know, what do you guys want us to talk about? And I, you know, I appreciate all the listeners out there. So yes, all the people that have listened, if you're, if you're new to this, welcome. If you've listened to all 20 episodes, thank you for the support. Really. It's just the three of us joking around and having a good time. Um, but yeah, for the people that do follow us on Facebook, normally the day of, or the day before we record, um, we post like, Hey, do you guys have anything particular you guys want to talk about? So I'm pulling those up and we're going to work our way through a few of those. Now, um, let's go ahead and cut out a few of these, um, that we're not going to address starting with Michael Hamilton. Can we discuss Joel's mom? No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm saving that I, for Tom talks. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Um, all right. What do we have? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Al- Al- Albert here. Try to get Tom to say more than a single sentence during Tom talks. Well, apparently if he's talking about my mom, we'll, we'll have to shut him up. Joel, let's just start <laughs> with the very first question. Which one? The, ver- the very first hey, one. What do you mean which one? No, the depending on how you sort your one. Facebook stuff, you can have all comments, all right. most relevant, newest. I have mine. Okay. I have mine sorted as most relevant. Do you need me to read it to you? Are you struggling oh, to read it? Oh, hell yeah. You read it out loud. Put, I don't put, know which one. Most put relevant. Literate. Put oh. your feed on most relevant, Joel. Okay, and then is read it Tom off the George? Very, no, Tom. not on mine. Damn it. Well, okay, is the, yeah. See, mine, Facebook mine's Scott Hens. <laughs> yeah, see? Okay, Trev. What, the hell? what, did, what did Scott say that's so relevant to you, Tom? What, what did he, he say? He just said, <laughs> just going to say it, you're like three Tom Talks behind. Would be uh, nice if you start and end the podcast with the Tom Talks. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. So the YouTube algorithm, or not YouTube, the Facebook. <laughs> it's Facebook. The, 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 YouTube, Facebook, yeah. the Facebook algorithm <laughs> realizes that the most relevant thing for Tom to read yeah. on that thread is something about Tom Talks. This is yeah. hilarious because the second thing is Bruce Nightingale. How sexy is a new star's play field? Well, that's because Tom, when you typically browse websites, you just search the page for either Tom or sexy, and that's how you, <laughs> you, you know, is, you browse the internet. So this is blowing my mind because the very first question that pops up for me that's most relevant mm. is why does Joel suck? Oh. I, swear, <laughs> I swear it is. Okay, so that's I'm happy for you. Uh, I gotta give. I've got to give you credit there, Man, Travis. You... Mark Zuckerberg knows what he's doing. <laughs> Holy shit. That's amazing. Travis, you played in a tournament recently, and you actually put up a high score on Godzilla, on a brutal Godzilla, apparently. And um, you're, when you had a chance to enter in your initials, you entered in Joel Sucks. And I don't know. There was a good amount of people watching the stream at that point. It's, and you That's how you spell Travis. Uh, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. So uh, thank you for the shout out there. I'm glad that I'm glad that apparently my name can finally get on a high score or a leader and, table. And then Travis was trying to have Neil do it yesterday on stream. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I can. Well, Tom let him know he forgot to. <laughs> glad Tom was on board with guys. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the, my question, number one, is how do we get more outsiders into pinball? And I think the answer is more Tom. That's right. I mean, that's the uh, <laughs> no. I mean, OK, let's well, we're some of these questions. We're just going to knock them out real quick. Um, how do we get them more? Uh, all I can think of, in my opinion, is is if you're at an arcade and you see anybody playing pinball and they're struggling, like maybe there's a better, like, maybe there's a way it's worth approaching them. Like, Hey, I see you're trying to do this. Is there, you know, Tom's saying, no, don't talk to people. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But I, I don't know. Like, no, that's uh, not why. Because some people can get really offended by that. They oh. get salty, Joel. <laughs> yeah, like, I, salty. Hey, I see you're trying to play this game. I don't want to play that game. <laughs> it's like like okay. imagine, imagine if you were at Pimberg and some old lady came up to you <laughs> and was like, "Is this your first time? <laughs> Is this your first time?" <laughs> Travis, how humiliating would that be? Like for real? No comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Tom. I don't know. Do either of you? Uh, like, it's kind of true. Hey, yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I, I. Go ahead, Tom. No, Tom, I was just going to say, in that, right si- in that situation, I would let somebody come up to me. And if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, you know, how do you do this or do that? Then I'd show them. But I wouldn't necessarily just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I see you suck at pinball. Uh, let me give you a few points. <laughs> well, there's something called tact. Yeah, it's <laughs> my, so the reason I bring this up is George Fisher, don't panic flip. The, he streams on, on Twitch. He's part of TPN. That's like George's like origin story. He says that like he, he was thinking about like getting a pinball machine for their house. His ex-wife wanted one and he was like, he just was playing one and he had somebody, he's like, hey, I see you're trying to play this. There's you know, his I origin just, story right there. Yeah. <laughs> you picked up on that, Tom, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the, should I not got, have said? Got rid of the wife, got into yeah. pinball. <laughs> but that was, what he mentioned was that guy who ends up becoming like a really good friend of his. He started getting into leagues and now George streams and owes multiple, like that guy spending a little bit of time with him, a complete stranger to like show him, you know, a little more control and the rules was huge. Like that was the turning point in his pinball career. Um, so, so are we meaning like just this question is like if you just see some poor soul at the arcade just wandering about, and you're just like, "Hey, come over here and look at pinball." Well, I let think me, it's a, just a general question. Yeah. Let me break down this very. I'll break down this very simple sentence for you, Travis. So, I mean, I think we just ideas. broke it down. <laughs> if, if you don't have to, if your wife isn't in the way, guess what? You can play as much pinball no. as you want. <laughs> ideas on how to get more outsiders. Into I mean, pinball. Joel figured it out with his mom, and look, he plays <laughs> oh, pinball and he has God. his own podcast. It's great. Yeah, my mom. Outsiders, Travis. Outsiders. Okay, I would say honestly, I think the best way to get outsiders into pinball is themes. I, I honestly think that's what it is. It's excellent art that's on the side cabinets and it's the locations putting these pins in a spot to where it's in high foot traffic areas in the arcade and people can see it because people have curiosity. They want to come see it. But the flip side of that is if the game just beats them down and they put in like a dollar coin drop and they lose it pretty quick, they're they're gone. They're gone very quickly. So it's kind of one of those things where you have to balance that and figure that out. But I, I would say if you're wanting to get somebody into it that's at your house, it's more or less just make the game a little bit easier, maybe a ball save a little bit longer if you know you have friends coming over to play and just point out the easy things to hit. Like have them play something like a Stranger Things or a Godzilla to where there is a major mech in it that's easily identifiable and you can just hit it over and over and over again. I mean, that might be the way to go to. Well, so two parts. So are you saying one is, is toy story four based on everything you just said, going to be kind of a, a pivotal machine and getting more people in the hobby. Cause it's a, I said hobby weird hobby, but it's too, because it's a theme that's, and super I can't attractive. talk English. I okay. Ugh. Oh, so it's a, it's it's a hobby. Or, wow, wow. It's a theme. It's a what? That I, what? What is it? The words. Just give me one second. Hob. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm past hobby. It's oh, okay. a theme. Toy Story Four is a theme, theme. that pe- a lot gotcha. of people identify with. So it's going to draw them in, and then it is set up. I mean, they said that the game is more designed for it to be a little easier, a little more forgiving. So is that? Do you feel like that pinball machine is actually a step in the right direction? for bringing more people in this hobby based off they of already lost said. everybody when they picked toy story four instead of regular toy story <laughs> wow, tom. oh tom i, I mean i, I think <laughs> yeah. i'm just being fantastic. honest yeah, Come on. It, yeah. it, that's a fair assessment but yeah i mean it's it's clear that what jersey jack is doing and we can talk about this a little bit later but it is clear that what they're doing is trying to appeal to the homeowner of games and trying to appeal to people appeal. that appeal, but appeal. that's not going to get outsiders. But it's not a pill. It's not something you. It's a pill to me, Joel. No, Tom, hang, hang on. I'm sorry. The, parent, the parents are about to get into an argument here. <laughs> okay. You, you I'm going to so go to my already. room and close the door. Peel. <laughs> you peel an apple. It's a peel, not a pill. You take. <sighs> One more time, Travis. You got it. Nope. Nope. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And that's how you get people into pinball, everybody. Drink, right drink, drink your beer, Travis. Hey, it's cream tea, but still, man, this uh, is this is geez. lit right now. It's Joel. Joel threw me off my game when he burned me before our promo even started. <laughs> See, now you wonder. The previous 19 episodes, everybody, this is why I've been trying to get traded this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I love but is... Nobody Travis, will you, take me, though. Travis, you admitted a while ago that somebody came up to you and says, I love your podcast. Who writes all your jokes? And that was it, it. That was like the most flattering thing I've ever heard. Because it's like, man, these jokes write themselves. You know, <laughs> Travis just talks, and you just have to react. He's going to keep setting that softball up on the tee, and Tom and I are just cracking dingers all night. I mean, it's. I thought you played just, baseball, Travis. <laughs> I did. Tom. Okay. There's a reason why I played softball. Is a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it, true. Yeah. And moves a lot slower <laughs> as well. Yeah. All right. So here now we actually have like. How many questions have we gone through so far? Uh, two. We've talked about half. We've talked about. We haven't answered the one. So hey, this I I said we should throw these on the end, so it's a better gauge right, of how let's long just go. we want to go. Next one, yeah, yeah. we we answered Joel. I, Here's we, good. We got to keep this going. We're good. So we have a we have a great guy in in this hobby called Dennis Creasel. He's probably one of my favorite people. Dennis here comes in with a good. brilliant question. Uh, I would like to see you all explore intellectually. That means like in a smart manner, Travis. Intellectually, the smaller boutique pinball manufacturers are, they he feels that the smaller boutique pinball manufacturers are given more of a pass on their decisions on forums, on pinball media, et cetera, than larger manufacturers. And what impact do you think this has on both the company's machines, um, the company's machines as machines and on the company's customers as owners of said machines? So do we feel that, let's say, a Stern is getting is treated differently than a, I don't know, a um, haggis or a spooky. Um, Absolutely. Tom, you got it. Let's hear it. Um, I'd like to take this question, Joel. Oh, Uh, it's all you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, Stern's the number one dog. So anything they do is going to be absolutely critiqued to the T Whereas a smaller company, uh, that's okay, you know, this and that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not the same. It's not the same playing field. Okay, so like Stern, there are times where, I mean, you see it all the time. People are getting their new games and it's like, my game doesn't have a coin box in it or my game doesn't have, 
Like they miss this screw or that. And and there's a lot of people that are quick to defend. It's like, well, man, they're pumping them out so much, you know, like give them, like give them a break. It's like, they're pumping out so many games to miss something small here or there. It, like the excuse is they're pumping out so many games. It, it happens. But yet if the opposite, like if a spooky forgets to point, put a lock on the back remember that drama like there was a spooky pinball machine where apparently the latch on the back of a lock was left off the game and the dude flipped out and like wanted a refund for a tiny little like that's a little extreme but yeah but everybody comes to their defense and it's like well what which makes more sense should we is it okay because stern produces so many games that we're gonna let a miss park go while spooky if you're not gonna produce that many games then those games better come out flawless because you clearly have the time to give them attention or is it the opposite like should they both be punished for that kind of stuff joel let me interrupt you for a i second. see yeah, I, that hand went up yep travis <laughs> yes how did you yes, power Tom. your your toy story 4 when you got it when you didn't have a power <laughs> cable <laughs> I had to pull the cable off of my Beatles. Oh, yeah, okay. Put it on the Toy Story. All right. Just wanted to know. <laughs> but Travis, do you think, so yes, what he's hinting at is JJP forgot to actually put a power cable in his most recent game. On top no, of there's that, no hinting. They, they did. There was no power cord with my Toy Story the day and, after it came out. And the Guns N' Roses that Travis had bought before that actually Didn't have a missing scoop protector the scoop on protector. It. So yeah. are we... Do you feel like you are, would, I don't know, do you view that any different because it's JJP versus if Stern would have done that or if you would have gotten something from a smaller company? Like if you've waited on no. your Haggis Mermaid edition no, for, no, no, for no. a year and I, a half and it shows up without a power cable? I I think that at least on this podcast with us, we've been pretty much treating every single pinball company the same. I mean, everybody remembers all the hate mail Tom got for P3. We all remember that. and (laughs) and uh and we all remember i mean we talked about halloween we gave our honest thoughts on it and i mean we've been pretty upfront about things with stern that we like and that we don't like i mean to me the way that i look at it even if you're a boutique pinball company i think if you are taking money from customers and you're taking a lot of money and you're producing machines that you need to be held to the same standard across the board. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Now, we all understand that that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is going to come out with the same volume as another company. I mean, right. that obviously, there's certain restrictions and certain, certain things that prevent that from happening. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with holding every single company to a standard that they're producing a product to give to a customer. And so I think if I see somebody buying a nine or $10,000 game from it could be spooky. It could be American pinball. It could be Jersey Jack, it could be Stern, it could be Haggis, it could be anybody out there, Dutch pinball, whoever it is, pinball adventures, like whoever, you know, it, it needs to still be a solid product because people are paying for that. So, you know, I, I do think in the past we've seen that happen before to where people just, you know, they're kind of like, well, we want to root for the little guy, but you know what? At the same time, the the little guy has pulled their seat up to the table too. I mean, let's face facts. Spooky has sold out their past three games and that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, and we can't say, I mean, to me, Jersey Jack, they they sold a lot of Guns N' Roses and they've had a lot of success with Wizard of Oz, with Wonka and now with Toy Story. So I don't think that you, you have to consider them on the same level as Stern. I think you got to consider everybody on the same level as Stern when it comes to just expecting a good product 
And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But we do understand that there are different levels to this in terms of who has what designer with their company, who has what coder or what mechanical engineer or software engineer, whatever you want to call it. You know, not everybody has a George Gomez. So obviously some companies are going to have a distinct advantage with manufacturing with talent in their stable, but I still think everybody needs to be held to a high standard. I think that's that's the very least common denominator across the board. I I agree that all machines should be held to the same standards from a mechanical level. Like mechanically, they should all like we should expect, regardless of how big your company is, your game should come with a power cord. Your game, like if there's a part missing on your play field, how did that get through testing? Like I don't care how big you are, how small you are mechanically they should we would hope that all games appear on your doorstep in working order or have all their parts like i don't think that's too much to ask the only the only thing that i see slightly different is there are some manufacturers that some of the like sculpts that they have in their game are 3d printed they're 3d printed parts that are painted and while like stern if there was ever a 3d printed part in their game they would get they would get destroyed now, Stern is obviously producing at such a volume that it's probably cheaper for them to actually pay for a mold and get some injected molded plastic, like actually get a custom sculpt made. But some of these smaller manufacturers, they can afford that. So 3D printed part, like I do see that's the only thing that I kind of see there are, like I know in P3s, there are 3D printed parts in P3s. Like that's, they're just, they manufacture at a smaller scale. But I think that is somewhat of an accepted, like, okay, that makes sense because they're making less games. But one thing that is very clear to me is there is a there is a difference in um, software expectations. Like when you look at assets that are involved in games or animations or art style, like people expect really high quality art and assets out of Stern and JJP. They expect full assets. They expect whatever movie clips or they expect song. Like that is an expectation. But I feel like some of these smaller manufacturers there are a lot more people that are willing to just like oh they're fine like the animations are fine like they're good enough for that manufacturer like you know you know what i'm saying i mean i don't know like to call them out like like halloween i know i've already pissed off a whole lot of halloween you know manufacturers but there's been plenty of halloween owners that feel like the assets or the 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 graphics that are involved in halloween are good enough but like that would have never flown if jjp released that type of asset or or even like p3 some people say the p3 is like a cell phone level of animation i think they've gotten a whole lot better like where weird al is really good but it's still do i feel like those assets are at the same level as jjp or cern no but i think there there are some acceptable difference i mean i don't know I can't see Travis. It would be great to see Travis's face, but no, I I mean, (laughs) I agree with you to an extent. I I think at the end of the day, the customer is always going to speak with their wallet. And obviously if, I mean, let's face facts too. I mean, spooky isn't going to sell as many or neither is multimorphic with the, the P three. They're not going to sell as many units as what a Stern or Jersey Jack would sell. So it, yep. it probably is acceptable just based on a lower tier or not a lower tier, but a lower number of people buying said product. So it's obvious if they had to sell, say, 5,000 Halloweens at that price might be a little bit more difficult to do. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But to me, it's like the customer is going to speak with their wallet regardless. They're going to speak by 
buying the product or not buying the product. And I think as long as each company is meeting the standard of their customer base, that's probably going to be good enough. Me personally, the way that I like to react to pinball is I like to hold everybody to a higher standard just because I want to see everybody just exceed what they're able to do and get better and better. But I say that with the knowledge of knowing that, hey, some people may not be able to do what other companies are able to do. I mean, that that much is obvious just because of resources, so on and so forth. So, yeah. True. Yeah. And I and I do think I do think absolutely the overall scope of pinball is improving. Like everybody, even big, small, everything is getting better. Like the bar is continuing to be raised, which um, which is really good. And random side tangent, tangent because I did say P3. I forgot. I did get I did get an email that this was like a podcast or two ago, we were talking about, one of the questions was talking about accessibility, having having machines that are accessible to like more people, whether it's a handicap or something like that. And we were talking about whether or not you can play a game, like what if you could only play a game with one hand? And we actually had a P3 owner that reached out to me and said, you can on a P3 that's built into the operating system where you can, because there's three buttons on each side, you can just go in and set the game to have the buttons control so like that's already built in. It was one of those like, oh, okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. And then he did mention there's actually a lot of logic behind that. Like it's not an easy, like it wouldn't be just an easy thing for Stern to just enable because there is actually a end of stroke switch that the that the flippers use. So it's not apparently when you hit a flipper button, it's not there's no like computing of that. Otherwise, there'd be a delay. It's just a straight signal to the driver or whatever that that runs that coil so if you had to go through the software to tell do this it would there would actually be a deal i don't know they got really involved so it was like okay maybe it's not as easy as i thought it was so you don't think the p3 already had it so you don't think stern could do flipper code to like make changes to the flipper buttons and the flippers (laughs) Is, is that what i'm hearing no, could they do it? Yes, but what I'm reading here is Travis is a dick. He just wrote great story. <laughs> he just wrote in chat, great story, Joel. That's all he wrote. <laughs> no, I'm, it's a follow up. I thought of that. I wanted to give the guy who took his time to write me an email props. But yes, do I think that? I mean, obviously, American Pinball did that, but with with um, Oktoberfest, and yes, I absolutely think these manufacturers are capable of doing it. I'm just giving a shout out to P3 or Multiborphic for already doing it or already having it in their game, and it is actually more complicated than, I don't know, we were describing it. So thank you, Travis. Uh, continuing <laughs> on here. Um, uh, yeah. So Chris, Chris Kaloris with Canada's Pinball Podcast, he actually commented on Dennis's thing. And I don't think he meant to reply to it, but it was probably more to the post. But it was just, um, he just said, I'd love a discussion about moments versus score and how the best machines give you both at the right time. Which games do it best? Um, it's a good question, Travis. You That's, go ahead and go first, so I can just you know give you a hard time. It'll be well, great. I got I got an easy answer for that. It's upside down during Stranger Things. Hmm. I mean, because you got the UV kit, so whenever you know it comes up, it's it. If you do have the UV kit, if you don't, then yeah, you're SOL. But with the UV kit, it makes just the playfield look completely different. And it's actually worth some points. I mean, the, the first time it happens, it's a little bit dangerous because you got to hit the drop targets right in front of you. But the second time it happens, it lights both orbits and both ramps for some pretty good points. So that in itself, I think that that's put in very well together, that it just changes the scope of the game and adds a, 
value into scoring as well. So those two things, they, they mesh well together, in my opinion. I got Look at that thoughtful that was, answer. That Joel, that Joel, answer. Like he, yeah, Joel yeah. has no idea what to say. Well done. No, it's, it, this is what I think is actually a big difference. Like we've talked, I mean, Zach has this whole, Zach Mini has this whole, like, are you a moment maker or a score chaser? You know, like he's, <laughs> that's his thing. And I understand like between the three of us, you two are much more focused on score because you're competitive players. That's what you care about. And I'm much more about like progression, wanting to get through the game and see and be rewarded with getting further in the game. So that's why I get really excited about mini wizard modes or getting to a wizard mode because it's a it's a unique experience for me. It's not, you know, the norm for you two. And so like I, the moments really mean a lot to me. And that's why I think you have coders like Dwight, Dwight Sullivan who's kind of, there are people that love Dwight Coat and there's people that that don't like Dwight Code because he does such an amazing job with the way that he codes his moments in the light yeah. show and experiences that there's a lot of players like Zach Minnie who love, like I really enjoy Dwight Code, but then the two of you guys, from a competitive standpoint, there's certain games that Dwight's coded that you've had issues with because the code balancing is not where you want it. And the fact that, you know, you see those moments all the time, it just, that doesn't, excites you like a like somebody that codes a game that's more focused on all the different competitive avenues that you can go so in a perfect world yes the games would have both you know a perfectly balanced rule set with with rewarding competitive options but then also really fun moments for um everybody else to enjoy so joel Uh, which game does it best I mean, you've saw like we, we're going to talk about it, but like freaking Godzilla, Godzilla in my mind does an extremely good job at that because I I want to have a moment. So if friends and family come over to my house, like I want to give them a moment, and that that building falling down is a moment that I think most people could achieve. But then Godzilla also has these mini wizard modes that actually take skill to get to that are extremely fun. Um, what is it like tear of Mecha Godzilla and stuff? Like there's some stuff in there that you have to work to get to, but that would be extremely rewarding to me to achieve because it's, it's a unique experience that a, a regular novice isn't going to get. But then on top of that, Travis, I mean, maybe you can talk about it more. Um, but like you've said, like Godzilla is the most fun. I, game. I can't you've... talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Well, let's, well, I'm well, still yeah. not hiding in my bedroom. <laughs> well, okay. So the statement that Travis made was that he feels Tom, like Godzilla. I got to be your favorite. He said that Godzilla is the most fun game that he's played from a competitive level. So, Tom, do you want to comment on that? Do you agree? On no, that? I don't anymore. <laughs> well, no, I, I, okay, so I agree. Tom, There's just so many ways to play Godzilla. I mean, well, what do you, what do you think about score and moments combined though? Because Tom, you you've owned a ton of games over the years. You've seen oh, everything, right? Why so why I'm do sure I do this podcast. No, just I kidding. mean I'm sure that there's some like in the past. I mean, obviously the low hanging fruit is medieval madness and attack from Mars. Whenever you destroy a castle or a saucer, I mean that that makes a lot of sense. But are there any other games that we might be missing that may not necessarily be? stern that's something like a bally williams that you could think of off the top of your head that mixes those two things in um no uh uh, there's there's a lot of good moments in uh bally williams games i mean uh sure (laughs) (laughs) 
I think you, uh, me and every one of my was favorites? expecting an example there, Tom. <laughs> one, I, I, I was thinking, Joel. Okay, I get it. I was I get trying it. to make yeah. give yourself make a, a second. Make I a get funny. It. Yeah, uh, you succeeded. Yes, our, our joke you. writers yeah. are on fire tonight. Uh, yeah. I I love uh, I love the jackpots uh, jackpots in uh, Whitewater. Yeah. When you when you hit yeah. like multiple ones like jackpot. Oh, the three up top. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty legit. Yep. That's a good one. So. Joel has no idea what that's like. No, like I his, don't. His brain, is, <laughs> his brain is trying to process this right now. It's I, like you can hit three of them in a row. Wait, you can like score points? There's yeah. a multiple yeah. and there's even five X scoring in that game. Wait, do Joel. the lights go off when you do that? No. Oh, uh, they uh, flash. Well, I know. I just but <laughs> but my what hey, I Joel? was trying to think of Joel. though, Travis Joel. what? Why do you Joel. want Travis? Yes. How do you start multi ball in Whitewater? Uh, you hit the blinky light. Clearly done. I don't know. I really I played Whitewater, but it's not. I don't own the game, so that's why I, his brain was locked up right there, Tom. See, no, we're I know there's <laughs> here. We're teaching him. Yes, you're teaching me. Yes, you're. Yep. Okay. No, anyway. We're we're, he- we're helping you get more involved in pinball. See, thirty minutes into this, we've already brought it back to the very first question of the whole podcast how do we get how do we get outsiders so i'm still an outsider because i'm not educated about exactly how to start well, multi-ball and white, uh, white have water. you passed five years being in the I industry i have oh, but shit. apparently well, i'm pretty slow i just haven't no. played enough games <laughs> no some of, the, was, some of the best moments in pinball are just freaking hitting a spinner i i agree on that there's some there's some real good feeling moments on that but stars what but the question of a moment combined with a with scoring Aztec. I was thinking <laughs> so I'm curious your thoughts on GNR because like GNR you don't get any points unless you cash out and that's like I've been streaming this a bunch over the last 2 months and the bet like I will tell you when I actually cashed out a big like a big jackpot for me it was like close to 30 million like it was an amazing feeling like extremely like and- exhilarating the flippers die I yep. give me all those points, like an incredible feeling. And that but, encore. Uh, and the yeah, encore. It was it was awesome. But yet at the same time, you know, the songs really do a good job. Like the whole song is a moment. So it's because it's so much so like because it's so much all the time, it's it's all good, but it doesn't nothing really stands out until you finally cash out yeah. that. And that, there are, so it's that there's a there. lot of great moments in that game. Yeah. I mean, you got the the little stage lights in the back and you know, uh, locking, locking balls, trying to get your, your jackpot up there is, is super awesome when you do that. Yeah. Um, it's, I, yeah. I, it's been a mixed bag. Like I've had some days where I'm like, this game's incredible. And then others where it's just like, okay, I need Zach to come pick it up because <laughs> I, I am grinding away and getting nothing. Like I am getting nothing and, from this because I double drain or triple drain and it's all gone. And it's like, and oh. that's, and that's one of the things you gotta, you gotta have a game that has those moments, but also is not so wood choppy. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you know, the game right behind you. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool? Yeah. You know, it's got a lot of lot of things going for it, but it doesn't necessarily feel like you're chopping wood when you're playing it. At least when I play it, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, I I'll give it to you. I don't. Good question. Good question. I mean, Tra- I now realized I I said my side. I went to hand it off to Travis. We instead stopped, handed it off to Tom. Then I just said my comment. Travis had said nothing. 
I think we're good. Are you good with moving Joel, on? Joel, I'm kind of like the fullback that comes in at the, Joel, at the goal line. I, I let off this question with Stranger Things. Did you already forget that? <laughs> he did. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Yep. You are 100% right. Sorry, Travis. Oh you, are, you are 100% right. It's because you're off pod- camera. We just see a black <laughs> yep. box that says, oh, God. Any other like- podcast <laughs> out there needs a new co-host. You don't want them. I made it 20 episodes. It's yeah. been a great run. You don't want them. Um, there are a bunch of questions on here that are very much tournament related and um we we actually are playing joel doesn't want to talk about it everybody no we have we have some tournament talk here joel hates tournaments no i'm just i don't know enough about them what can i say yeah try Uh, playing in one i know i know i know know. anyways um yes we will get we will address some of those questions soon um what do we have so last question here i'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on the new stern limited time leaderboards godzilla's done maybe rush is done too how did you guys do and did it motivate you to play more yes i know rush is done and now mando so tom i know you have insider connected games are you motivated at all to try to get a big score up on that leaderboard me not so much neil yes okay Uh, and very very uh very much so uh and we we actually uh, we did rush and Neil Neil did very well. He got third on the uh, leaderboard. Um, nice. It, obviously, it's in a verified location though, because it's in my house. But um, which reminds me, shouldn't if if you stream the damn game, shouldn't that be verified? <laughs> uh, I yeah. Well, we've talked about that before. I know Travis wants his double points, but um, yeah. I, I I'm with you, but that so you you said Neil was all about it, but Tom, you just you didn't care. I not necessarily. I mean, because I knew I went <laughs> once I saw Laser Los's score. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, eighteen <laughs> million or something, or something ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Travis, have you participated? I mean, I know you have Godzilla. Have you participated at all in any of that? I mean. I put in scores, but then something weird happened and my scores got erased. Mm. So that was a whole thing off Sounds Godzilla. Like bullshit to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put in scores. They were going to be good, but yeah. Well, I will just say this. It's leaderboards from the house don't really interest me as much as the achievements itself. But I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't do anything for me from my home. Maybe on a location it would. If I'm actually competing for a prize or something like that, it would. But if I'm just competing, just to like have see my name on top of a board, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't motivate me too much. Huh? Yeah, I, it would make sense. I mean, now that they're allowing locations to their own leaderboards, if they were to do like, I think Nick with <laughs> Buffalo Pinball, he actually does a location. I think he did something like that. Like, hey, we're going to do a leaderboard, and if you're at the top of the leaderboard, you know, you win a $10 Joel, gift Tom card has something. something to say. I know. I thought it was appropriate for me to finish my thought, but <sighs> Tom, Tom Graf, go ahead. Tom uh, Graf, go uh, ahead. Tom, I recognize <laughs> if you have a hi, thought. Hi, everybody. I'm Tom. Supersede. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Travis, would it motivate you more if there was some kind of prize that was like rewarded? <laughs> I was yes. literally talking about how thousands. Joel, I don't listen to you. I want to hear what Travis has to say. Joel, we're talking competitive <laughs> pinball here. That's you can literally just you what can I take saying. a break. I was going to say break, that Joel. Travis would be <laughs> if it was at a tournament. You know, he'd be gunning for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Score. Yeah, I'd be gunning for number one. Mm. That's right. And is no comfy. doubt now. I, yes. In my comfy. Now yeah. I will say Mando, I'm pretty sure 
Actually, no, I take that back. I'm 100% sure because I think I saw this somewhere. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure there's an obvious exploit to getting the Mando high score, but I don't want to say it on here because we would end up just breaking the whole thing. Yeah. It'd totally be Joel's fault and not my fault, oh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. So uh, there, there the, is an we, obvious exploit to yeah. it. Am I thinking the correct thing here? You are. I would just okay. say, just uh, to dangle the carrot. No, 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 don't, don't say it. Don't I'm say not, it. I'm not, I'm not saying explicitly what it is. If I'm, you say, if you even hint at it, you're going to already the hinted at it. You've already hinted at it. <laughs> oh, shit. You're okay, right. Okay, we'll leave it at that. No, it's Travis's okay, fault. You're right. Travis. Oh, I got to talk about it. We're not talking about oh, it. Boy. Don't hit I'll it. I'll just tell no. Neil and then he'll, he'll yeah. do it. That oh, score, that, that top score seems real high. We're be verified. <laughs> We're about to see 100 billion point scores now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting back to the prizes thing, though, one of the funnest things is when you go to a show. Yeah. And they and they have the leaderboards up there and you can play the games for prizes. So uh I know uh you can win translates and banners and things like that, and that mo- motivates me to go and try and get the high score on the game. Well, it I mean, there's a lot of breweries and stuff that have had selfie leagues, and this is basically a selfie league, but if like I am curious though. If without taking a selfie. Exactly. But if you had access, if you were if you were at work and you pulled out your phone, you're like, hey, I got the high score last night. I put it in. Like, I'm curious if you have access to that, like a brewery's, like, let me check that I still have it. And then the day you realize, oh crap, somebody beat me, then you're motivated to go back in and do it again. Like I I think I think I don't know, from a location standpoint, I think it's very cool. I think it is cool that Stern got it. Of course, the first one was um was like Carl with IE Pinball. Of course, like he got the highest score on Godzilla because he's freaking Carl and he's incredible. Um, so. so what you're saying is if, if say, like a location like Lumberjack Johnny's and I put up the high score and then all yeah. of a sudden I get a message that says Drew Geigel got the high score, then I could go run over there and play the game. Yeah, it would be it would be cool if you had the ability to like favorite a location or something so that you could check in to see what the what the high scores were. Okay, apparently there's an inside joke here. I'm I'm missing. There's no inside jokes. Well, Tom is I mean, or Travis is writing something, but he's Oh, I I'm just laughing at Joel. <laughs> I don't like this no camera thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, um, if you give me twenty dollars for my OnlyFans, I'll turn on the camera, Joel. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for Facebook questions. So thank you. Thank oh, you for people that we did killed it. it. We will Firm definitely handshakes all around. We, we will did, definitely, did a great job. Uh, we definitely appreciate those. And sorry if we didn't read yours explicitly. Andy Dalton wants us to talk about tap passes. Well done, Andy. Or Dalton. Wow, not Andy Dalton. Dalton the quarterback? No, yeah. I know, I know. I messed up. Okay, Dalton. Thank you. <laughs> tap passes. We're tra- the quarterback? Uh, Dalton, Travis, and I apologize. Yeah. I, I and, we, and Tom and I can actually tap pass. <laughs> That's oh, true. Yeah, so cool. God. <laughs> Oh, it is man. pretty cool. It I know, is. I know. It is, there's, Joel. Believe it or you not, try it sometimes. <laughs> I've I've done it a few times. I do, can I do it just on call? It doesn't like count no. when you accidentally do it on your GNR, Joel. <laughs> I'm not. We're talking about real tap passes here. All right, all right. Time for a new topic. Um, 
<laughs> we're moving right along. And you know what? I just, so now we're, now we're to the top of the list. Okay. So top of the list said, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, cause uh, Travis, you just would stir it all up. Let's just mix the pot. Yeah. Hey, so. hey I'm sorry to all the <laughs> listeners that I value your questions more than Joel. I, Joel didn't want to lead off. No, uh, Joel was just, Joel just like, Threw up a double-barreled middle finger to all you guys. I was like, Joel, <laughs> the people matter. Let's do their questions uh, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're oh welcome, God. America. And of Australia. And, and some of Europe. And, well, thank you. And the three Canadians that listen to. Let's call you. out every comp- <laughs> yeah, let's country there. God. All Company right. or country? And the, guy, and the guy in Budapest. Competitive talk. Competitive Joel talk. Joel so I get flustered sh- right now. No, I just, you what, know. What's going on, Joel? Joel, I feel like you've had a long week this week, and it's only it's Monday. Monday. It's yeah, Monday. exactly. What's no, going on, just, Joel? You know, Here, I'm, speak to Big Papa. Well, what's right now, on? right now, you can see my face, and you're like, oh, look, Joel's flustered. I see, I see El Gato no signal, okay? Okay, just last week, at your conscience. Time, it's fine. No, this last, is your conscience. There's last nobody time we else. recorded, you look like 3, th- garbage. There's not 3,000 people <laughs> listening right now. It's last just time you we recorded, just you, you looked right like garbage and it was just so easy to look at that and be like i don't want to make fun of the guy i mean look at him you know do you know what it's like to have four kids in the house joel i have twins six-year-old twins my god yeah you you will age up 25 years in one afternoon Mm, mm, got it wait wait a second why is this about me all of a sudden i want to hear about your problems i'm not i'm saying what's tom's not flustered tell me about your mother yeah tom and i have (laughs) no tom Tom has also had crystal light before we started so he he didn't have his two pepsis otherwise he would have been fucking lit he's he would have been lit so this is just you and me right now joel it's fine it's fine. Uh, I, I got I got nothing for you, man. It's, it's a safe I, safe I, space right I'm now. Just, just I'm just trying. Me. This is me you just me. trying to move it along. You know, I, I I think the use the listeners are getting real close to hitting that skip ahead thirty seconds, waiting for some content here. So let's see if we can get to it. Um, so topic. This is a topic I'm going to shut up because I don't know what I. You guys, competitive talk, competitive talk. Apparently, there's a lot going on. In the competitive world, there's some stuff that you guys did. There's some stuff coming up. There were some competitive changes. You I didn't know, even know what we did. I know what you've. I did. I'm giving it you wasn't the this floor. Supposed to be the last thing, Joel. Did no, we, th- we were going to take the list. <laughs> we weren't taking the list and completely inverting it. You just said, "Let's do Facebook questions first, yeah. and then competitive talk last." Fine. You want to do a lap? We'll just. We'll no, just. No, 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 no. We're already we're, there. No, we're going to do it now. We're going to do here. this quick, okay. please. Thank you. Go for it, Tom. <laughs> okay. So competitive talk. So I just did a stream at Lumberjack Johnny's. You can check it out on Twitch. I'm going to have it up on YouTube. Uh, it was the first tournament stream there. It was very, very well done. Um, and uh, I think people should check it out. I took uh, I took second to my nice. son, Neil. Ooh. So now you you don't even have to watch because I just told you the results. <laughs> but we did have a quite a battle. But uh, yeah, I I took second all all week this week. So what's so. the drive home like after that? Is, oh, is with Neil, Neil just, in the car. Yeah. So he just I, sitting I still, there with his big I still, trophy. I still, still talk to him. I still talk to him. <laughs> Truth be told, we like... forgot our trophies when we uh, left. Whoops. <laughs> so and they were they're really cool trophies. I contacted I 
we had a bunch of streaming shit. Okay. Uh, I had a bring it all there. I had to drag it all out. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Nobody prizes, realizes I mean, that. Oh, I, I, I got you, Tom. I, I bet I Carl you. knows about that. Oh, Carl knows. Let me yeah. tell you. Travis, but, did you do anything worthwhile? I mean, I didn't stream anything. That's oh, what you're asking. Well, you should have. <laughs> no, we don't. Based on what we've seen of Travis's You were on a stream. What are you talking about? He doesn't need about? to be anywhere near a stream. <laughs> Oh Travis. yeah, we're on competitive talk right now. Yes, yes. we are. This is your this is your domain. This so is, this I is played your... I played in a tournament in Tulsa, Oklahoma called the Route 66. Uh, I believe it was Route 66 Pinball Championship. Kind of forgetting exactly. I think that's what it was. But it was by Hangar Pinball in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Ended up playing halfway decent. Won some games of uh, Godzilla, which was nice. I got to pick that a lot. Got to put in Joel's some suck. huge games of Godzilla, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was competitively. Yeah, it was playing pretty difficult because it had a lean to the right and then the ball saves were turned down, no rubbers. And it just, it was one of those things that I had to kind of adjust what my overall strategy was. Like there was such a lean that during the destruction jackpot phase, I had to forego the upper flipper and just let it come down to my left flipper and then hit it through the spinner, center spinner, and then back around on the loop. So I kind of, I kind of figured out where all the shots were, but there was even one point to where in the finals, they were doing a reverse order finish. And Tom, you know how much we love doing reverse order finish. Yeah. It's not fun. Joel, do you know what that means? No, I'm assuming you go in reverse order, but I don't, I'm assuming it's, it's something like pretty good guess. I'm I'm going to go get Joel's award for tonight. (laughs) I'm assuming (laughs) what is it? If you're in fourth, like do you pick the game or right? Right. So yeah. yeah, So last place gets to pick the game instead of the bus driver staying the bus driver. So I was actually faced with a uh, decision in my first round. So I had to buy into the second round and I won my first game on Godzilla and then the last place of that game took us to a $6 million man, which is a solid state game. And I had a house ball after my ball won. And I ended up getting a little bit behind. And then I start realizing, I'm like, is it really worth taking a chance of getting second or third in this? Because if I got first, right, I would automatically have enough points to get through to the next round. So I actually ended up having to take last on that game pretty much on purpose. So I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this game because I want to keep my same game pick or another game pick and then just take the whole party over to Simpsons after that. Cause I just, I knew I could control that game. I knew where the shots were. I felt very confident to be able to get 40, 50 million on that and to pull out a win on that. So I had to make a strategic decision there. Yeah. You clearly never, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the tournament player, but I just, it seems like that's a weird or potentially not the best format. If you're actually having, players question on whether or not they actually want to compete on a certain game to like, I'm going to purposely lose this so that I have an advantage. It, it makes next. it a little it brings bit different. up a good point. Yeah. yeah. It makes it a little bit different. And I learned my lesson down at free play Florida when I ended up being taken to cosmos by some a-hole <laughs> that's, on this, that's on this podcast. So. Well done. Tom. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. It, it got right. me to the next round, but, but it was, yeah, <laughs> it was fun overall though. And the trophy too is pretty dope. It's a, uh, 
it's i wish i could show you guys if i had my camera on but oh it's, yeah yeah i know i know <laughs> I need, oh that's beautiful big, uh, i'll just big, I'll take a, wow i'll take a picture of it and send it to you guys <laughs> yeah and we can put it on the triple drain facebook page or okay. instagram or whatever it is we have I've but just it's pretty cool to sculpture s- to stop accepting photos that you send so Hey, yeah. <laughs> just hey as long as you keep paying Anime my monthly porn. fee it's fine yeah. you'll keep he, getting them he shows us his big trophies all the time yeah yeah <laughs> anyways um where were oh shout out to hottie with frisco pinball because he got he got what yeah. is he the first or second in the b the b division so i know yep. he he's a tpn streamer and, and hottie was he was jazzed he was like high on life because he did so well in the tournament so yeah no he's you know, an awesome that. guy too i really enjoyed getting to meet him we had a beer together we got to hang out and i think he's going to be up at uh super series yeah also cool. in wisconsin so yep. yep that's right so that was that's what's happened. So I know tournament. There was some tournament stuff that's coming next year. That's been alluded to. I don't. Did you want to talk about any of that, or we're going to save that for? The, we can uh, save that for another time. You're talking about the Whopper changes and yeah. uh, and all that. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can we'll save that for its own that. podcast. There's, there's some time to talk about all that stuff. We we don't want to go way over your head on this, Joel. It's just it's a lot of numbers. It's just Man. a lot of formats. It's I'm just, just thinking, you know. you know, when you guys line up that guest, maybe I'll just take that week off. It'll be great, you know. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Okay. All right. Oh uh, boy. All right. Um well, thank you. Is that good? Competitive talk? Is there anything else? Sure. I don't want to I don't want to I mean, you me. only have two players in the top 25. No, I'm not you. in the top 25 anymore. Ooh. Are you not? Where'd you go? I don't know. I'm like 26, 27. Because Neil, Neil keeps winning and he keeps. No, you know. there's there's other good players out there, Joel. <laughs> it's just not all about Travis and Tom. I'm 26. Okay, you're right there. I you could do who's, it. I believe who's in that. front hey, of you? Andrew Foster from UK. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the UK. Oh that guy. Yeah. Nice I mean, fellow. There's, there's a, He's a nice guy. There's a lot of people below me that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, a few eventually going to below you. Pass me. So. Like who? Who who's below you that could Colin Urban? Pass you? Colin Urban. <laughs> oh yeah, you're screwed. He'll yeah. pass you. But who else is there? Though? Derek no? Price. Okay, yeah, he'll pass you too. But who else besides those? Zach two? McCarthy. Well shit, there's three. I mean <laughs> Alexander Kamarche. Okay, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that's gonna pass us. I'm yes. Screwed. <laughs> hey I Tom, I won't I, I won't care. think I won't think any less of you. That's okay. <laughs> we all love Tom. I just, I just play pinball, Joel. All right. Well, speaking of, so I okay. So I was like, well, I want to bring this up, but I really have no idea how to bring this up. So I was going to say that my playing ability here at home at my house has actually improved a little bit, and I wanted to bring up. This is going to sh- sound very shilly, but um, I will tell you, I was. How are you cheating, Joel? Tell us. No, that glass is on. <laughs> Um, I was like, wow, I don't know how to bring up that I've gotten better at pinball, everybody. Well, you know, I just want you guys to be proud of me, and it clearly isn't happening. So Just just say, uh, look, just say, everybody, I'm going to do a humble brag right now. That's all you got to say. Well, it's the, the, pro, the reality is it's not, it's not actually me at all. So what I, what I want to talk about is on my turtles, I have always had issues with, with backhanding the left ramp. My, my turtles, I've actually had two. My original one, I could backhand it all day long. That had art issues. Zach and Nicole flipping out. They hooked me up, and we actually swapped the games for a new game. So I got a game with a good play field. I mean, Zach was awesome. He 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 treated me right. It was great. Um, so 
this this one I've never been able to backhand the left ramp, and it's just been really interesting watching forums of like, should you be able to do that? What's going on? I have checked pitch, I have checked angle, I have I've increased the power of the left the left flipper all the way up. I've replaced the coil sleeve. I've replaced the coil stop. I've I've done like everything I could possibly do to see if it was something wrong with this game. I've never been able to backhand the left ramp, and it just got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just gonna. It just, my game just can't do it. it. It is what it is. Well, I was browsing the good old pin side and I came across, um, Joel took pinball steroids. I think it's, <laughs> it's like, you're not supposed to read it. I'm going to read everyone. <laughs> he knows I'm going to read everyone. I was browsing pinball and pin side and I found this medicine that you can take and it'll make you big and strong. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I saw these things and the reason they stood out, I, what I'm talking about is the precision flip flipper system. They are metal flippers. So when I originally saw them, I was like, oh, it's a metal flipper bat. That looks cool. That's all I thought. I was like, that looks really neat. Well, the guy actually has a really unique system here where the the shaft of the uh, – I'm going to say shaft, and there's no – I'm not even going to look at Travis, whatever he's going to write. But the, the shaft of the flipper is separate from the flipper bat itself, and so it allows you to adjust the flipper super easily from the top. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's really smart. So I was reading up on this system and, um, Joel is dumb. Joel, God. Okay. All right. That, so you don't, you know, Travis is being Travis. Let your mind wander, guys. Cause that's where, where, where Travis is going. I had to mute myself. I was so I'm laughing at Tom, but Joel, I'm with you. You're, you're talking about okay, a new sorry. product we'll, that you we'll got go, to try we'll, out. We'll, we'll yes, be serious. Yeah, okay. Now, okay. Sorry. Let's, 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 this, let is, Joel this is, this, this is good. Let Joel talk. This oh, is big. This is big for Joel. Go, uh, go ahead, Joel. It's not as big as your trophy, let me tell you. So anyway, so my <laughs> this guy also makes this precision flipper, the, the shaft bushing. So the bushing that's normally made of nylon that goes, that's actually like the tube that goes through the play field. And that's what the flipper shaft is going through. What he was saying on the on the forum, I know you guys can get through it. We we got this. But the the I'm not even on camera. I'm just sitting yeah, there just, drinking my green tea, just I, nodding. Uh, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. The the amount of play that's normally in one of these nylon bushings is actually a, a decent amount. Like if you if you take the flipper bat and you kind of move it or jiggle it in that bushing, you'll see there's some decent play in there. Well, this guy has machined a more accurate bushing. So I I just I don't I'm not even gonna read it, man. I you guys they're I, I'm working with professionals. I'm working with professionals. Anyways, so this system, I reached out to the dude and I said, here, I think what you have here is pretty cool. I've always had trouble backhanding my left flipper. I stream games. If there's any, <laughs> Tom has turned off his video. Tom has turned off his video because he's muted himself and turned off his video. <laughs> well, we're an hour into yeah. You got you to gotta pay us some more money if you want to see any, the cameras. Like well. Oh yeah, my hour time is up. Okay. So this, I reached out to the guy and I said, I've had issues with this. Do you think your system would potentially increase the, the like the power or the stability of the flipper? And the guy's like, he was, he was like, yeah, I think you would see an improvement here. So he actually sent me a set and I've put him in my turtles. I will tell you the install super easy. What I did the very, as soon as I installed that set, I, I had the glass off. I lifted the flipper up. Tom's going to spit out his drink. He had to shut it off again. He's going to spit it. There's going to be crystal light all over his headset, all I've over his keyboard. I've never seen Tom laughing this much. And he's laughing, but he's laughing there. at his own joke. The one he he's tapped having, in. The he's tap- having a giggle fit. That's what yeah. it is. He's, I'm all proud right, so, of you, Tom. So what's this product called? It's called, okay. What's the original called? product is the Precision Flip Flipper System. And then he also makes okay. the Precision Flipper Shaft Bushing. So 
what I will say is I put it in my game. I lifted the left flipper up. I placed the ball on it and I tried a shot at the left flipper. The very first shot I did right up the ramp. I mean, it was perfect. And I, so I caught it, did it again and did it again. So what I will say is I've only had this product like a week. Did it fix my problem? Yes. Do I think the flipper bats look cool? Yes. Do I think adjusting the flipper bats was super easy? Yes. So like everything right now, all positives. But when I brought this on my, when I brought this up on my stream last Wednesday, people are like, why did you replace a nylon part with a metal part? Now you have metal on metal. Is that going to create problems? You know, there's some questions here. So long-term, I'm very curious to see how these flippers work, but I will say my initial impression with this system is it's, is it's, is it fixed my problem? I'm impressed and I'm, I'm excited to, to continue to use the system. So I will be streaming Wednesday night. I'll be streaming turtles. You'll see the flippers in action. And obviously I'll update you guys if I have any issues with them. But to me, it's like, we all spend money on mods that make our games look cooler. But when was the last time that we actually put money into the thing we're actually using to interact with the play field? And never. Yeah. And I think like Pinmonk makes flipper fans, which do an amazing job of keeping your fans cool. So you can play consistently for long periods of time. Like that to me was, is worth it. It's awesome when I stream. So this is like, if this is a game changer, truly a game changer where now I'm going to be able to hit shots more consistently, or I will say because they're metal, like the dead bounces are very consistent. I don't know. I'm excited. It's a product I'm excited about. What you're saying is, is your balls are going where you intend on them to go. Sure. I am saying, okay. I, I, I will tell you, I I was able to hit a shot I wasn't able to hit before. And the the little bit that I've used it so far, it yes, things feel consistent. The way the balls bounce off of it seem consistent. I'm excited. I know Jordan and Becca with Fliptronic, they put it on their game. And they, they're like the first night they had it on their games. They both set high scores for themselves. So I don't know. It's It may be just, it may be mental, but I... Like cosmetic thing, it's it is cosmetic, but I will say I have never been able to backhand the left ramp. I did this switch, now I can. That's all I'm saying. So I'm excited. Does that mean you're gonna get a rush again? (laughs) These flippers on a rush? There's nothing there's nothing I can do to improve the uh, so this is I I know what you're trying to do with bringing up rush, and I will I've got to give credit to Dennis Creasel. He said he said rush to Joel is like a pinata. He knows there's candy in there. He knows there's toys in there, but no matter how hard he hits it, he never gets to experience the fun. <laughs> the fun that's so I'm at a party with everybody else. They're breaking pinatas left and right. And mine, I'm just banging away at it. And I don't get it. I get nothing. I get no candy out of it. I get nothing. So anyways, that that's the end probably, of my, probably the best pinball analogy I've ever heard in my life. Dennis Creasel's the man. So, if the, if you want to look at as a plug or shill whatever, feel free to reach out to me. But I'll just say, check out the, the Precision Flipper Kit. You can reach out to to the guy that sells them, and he he's super responsive, very nice. And I don't know, I just I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Um, I think what I was know. cool about it is, uh, you know, they have the normal length flipper bat, and then they have a yeah. shorter one and a longer one. Uh, you know, and as a as a tournament player, that has some appeal to it. Yeah, and the, once you put the 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 new shaft into the game, replacing the flipper bat is, I mean, it would take like two minutes, if that. So that could be a fun way to mix up your game. Um, like, I don't even just you had people over. It's like, hey, you want to play Godzilla with lightning flippers? Boom! Five minutes later, you have lightning flippers in it and play again. You know, I I, I think it's pretty cool. So cool. Yeah, that's all I got, Travis. What I mean, I. 
do you have any i don't know i feel like you've been i'm just listening i i've i've never i've never used uh it's never been this quiet yeah i've never (laughs) used uh flippers like that before so i can make a ramp i I don't know i'm just listening yeah you're just used to making the ramp yep i I was just trying not to laugh when (laughs) tom was laughing i I was just sitting here i was just imagining joel as a sex ed teacher explaining putting things in He's talking about shafts and well, putting... what made it what made it so funny is that his face was obviously turning red and he was just trying to get <laughs> yes. through it because your laughing was, I, was and I apologize. It. I get I it. Apologize. No, I no, don't it. apologize for that. That was funny, Tom. <laughs> you did Tom made it funny. No, I get it. I know what I was saying. I was He's just trying like, to be serious, yeah. talking about somebody's product. Yeah. And Thank I God Joel's it. mom wasn't listening. We'd be in trouble. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So once again, next topic. Uh, next topic I'm on tired the list. Now. <laughs> next topic. On, yeah, your abs are gonna hurt tomorrow. Um, all right, Tom needs a cigarette after <laughs> So next topic here. So Toy Story Four follow up. So Travis, well, really to to lay this what do you out want to for know? you. Well, you've had a Toy Story, and then what's crazy is I after do. we finished recording last episode, like a day later, your Godzilla Premium showed up. It so did. you've had two brand new games to kind of explore over the last two, three weeks. So I yeah, have. Toy Story follow-up. And I don't know, if you want to talk about Godzilla a little bit, go for it. I mean, what what are you wanting me to follow up on with Toy okay. Story? Exactly. Do you, do you enjoy you the game more or less? Has your opinion of it changed at all? Um, Honestly, I, I got through it so quickly that I haven't really played it too much. Since then, I mean, ever since Godzilla showed up, I've just been playing that just nonstop. Um, my kids still play Toy Story off and on. It just depends. But I mean, realistically, it's just the best way I could put this is I accept that Toy Story was not made for high end competitive play. Like that's that's crystal clear and that's fine. I mean, it's people have different experiences on pinball machines and that's I mean, and that's the way it should be. Every experience somebody has should be relative to what they enjoy, what they want out of pinball. And, you know, just for me, I think Toy Story's fine just to play every now and again. But as long as my kids are happy, I'm happy with that. But, I mean, it's not going to be something that I'm going to come back and keep playing over and over and over again. Just because it's just, I, I don't know, from the standpoint that I'm trying to play from, there's just very much a linear path go through to play the game and it's very easy to see everything up front pretty pretty early i mean that's like the best way i can say it and i've seen seen everything there is to see in it and i mean yeah it's it was good for what it was but like i said as long as my kids are having fun with it that's that's really all that matters to me i think you know when it comes to what jersey jack put out there was, they were very clear up front that this was geared more towards families, towards casuals, towards just people that they want, they want to be able to reach kids. You know, they want, they, they were very clear on that about a generational thing about creating new people or new fans in the hobby that that was their aim. And so on that part, it, it spoke to me as a parent to get this type of game because my kids were like, oh, Toy Story, we want to get Toy Story. You've been talking about this. We we want to get it. So, I mean, it's like one of the few times that I let my kids kind of drive a decision that's very much hits you in the in the bank account because it's not it's not a cheap game. I think it was like twelve thousand dollars. 
for the LE. So it's definitely not cheap by any means. But I mean, overall, as long as they're having fun, cool. But I mean, just to be flat out honest with Godzilla right next to it, I mean, Godzilla is going to be getting 95% plus of my gameplay. Plus Avengers is on the other side of it. So, I mean, it's it's kind of not fair in that instance. But yeah, so- it's just... It's just, it is what it is. What about Monica? Like Monica is a competitive player. She travels, she competes. I mean, what, with her skill level, what, what are her views on Toy Story? She actually, she really enjoys it because it's right along with what her skill level is. She feels like that she can actually see different parts of the game and get far into the game. So, I mean, from that standpoint, happy wife, happy life. You know, I mean, I, honestly, I'm I'm outvoted on it. I mean, it's it's going to be clear that Godzilla and Avengers would get most of my attention with those three games together. But that being said, Toy Story is a little bit more accessible for kids. I mean, it's just the, the jump ramp is an easy thing to access and it's something that they can tell and they can see the ball flying through the air. They recognize the characters a lot better than what they recognize uh, comic book characters or what they recognize uh, Godzilla. You know, it's not like my 12 and 11 year old and my six year olds just sit in front of the TV and watch 1970s and 1960s Godzilla movies. So, you know, that much is apparent, but you know, I think overall it has its place. And I think that I can see it in real time that it's actively reaching the demographic that they intended on it reaching. You know, but now I can say from the standpoint of owning the game for a few weeks, how it's holding up, the play field's holding up really well. Uh, up front, there were some screws loose falling off the play field, but after tightening that up, I mean, it was, it was fine. I think that was mostly just in shipping. Uh, the other thing though, I've noticed that the flippers are starting to lose a little bit of their power and the plungers losing its power as well. Like somehow I can do a full plunge now and that sucker barely gets around. And I don't quite know why that is. I might have to just check up on it. Not quite sure yet, but I have noticed the flippers don't feel quite as snappy or as powerful as they did out of the box. So I'm kind of curious about that. I'm keeping an eye on that. Joel, Joel knows a guy who can get you some flippers, flipper max. (laughs) In some, yeah. Oh, it's just the flipper bats, pinmucks. but yeah. Oh, the bats, <laughs> yeah. flips, yeah. The, go with the bats uh, too, yeah. There's some. Yeah, good, I need that yeah. to get up that left ramp. There you go. Well, um, so it's not leaving anytime. Like I know Carl, IE Pinball, he was streaming it and he he looped the game. I don't know how many times. One not like five hundred something million. I mean, he just destroyed it. It was like a two hour long game, and um, I mean, Carl being Carl, just just yeah, dominated the game in every way yeah. carl if you're listening you're not from this earth yeah <laughs> and i know well, carl sold it because he's like all right i'm done and yeah I, well it's one of those things too that once you get through to the end you're legitimately through to the end it's yeah. it's not that you get there and you didn't see something else i mean you literally have to do all the things to get to the end and then the only nuances from there just come with how you want to play your multi-balls. Because the problem is, and unless it's changed already, whenever you do collect the characters and you kind of get your carnival locks going and your characters have different little power-ups that you can bring in to the uh, carnival, I guess for lack of a better term, it'd be called power-ups. I don't know what else you would really call them. But the problem that I have is that it it's very randomized. So a character doesn't seem to be necessarily attached to said power up 
And that's my thing. So that kind of takes out competition mode, even in competition from what I've seen. But again, maybe I haven't paid that close attention. So if I got this wrong, please, somebody let me know. But that might be a nuance that is either completely missing that I'm just missing it, or maybe it is there and I'm just missing it completely. And I'm just playing through the game just to play through it. But I mean, right now, that's the one thing. It doesn't really seem that you have to overthink it that much. Like, I want this character to bring into this. Yeah. Whereas with other stuff like the game right behind you, Deadpool, you actively want to think about which power-ups or which character team-ups that you want to bring into modes. And so there's really not that type of decision-making to be had in Toy Story. It's just more or less you can just... If you're above average player, you can just basically brute force your way through this game. I mean, in due time, you will. And I think that's kind of what they want it anyways, because they've, they've been pretty upfront that they want people to be able to see the end of the game and not necessarily create something to where one, it's only like one person out of every few thousand players gets to see the end of it. So in that regard, they've done exactly what they wanted to do. It's just the only problem is, is that if you're able to brute force your way through the game every single time you play it, how rewarding does that feel over time? Well, here's a random thought, but do you think the game would be more enjoyable if the second time you got through it, the game actually ended? Like, Flipper's dead, game's over. Like, with TNA, you destroy Reactor 9, it's done. So if you're one of those people that's so good that can go through all nine reactors, now all of a sudden you have kind of a different, like, if you want to set the high score, you have to actually plan for that. You have to be... How far do I want to, you know, do I want to maximize reactor and build it and build it and build it before I destroy it instead of trying to speed race through it? Like, do you think, do you think Toy Story would be at all more entertaining for you if the game would actually end and, and you didn't loop it again? And that way it kind of pushed you to really plan out your strategy for a high score. Uh, I I would say not really in this instance, I would say, uh, and spoilers coming up. So if you guys don't want to hear this, just speed up 30 seconds. I'll give it I'll give it like three seconds before I say it. I totally counted in my head. But anyway, so yeah, the very end of it, when you get the fireworks, the most frustrating part for it is I was expecting something just extraordinary and something totally different. And it ended up just being just ramp out over and over and over again on the kaboom ramp. Oh, uh, like a victory <laughs> lapse almost. You just keep doing it. That's all it is. And so that for me, isn't very fun to get all the way through the game and then just get to that part. It got to where now I just totally skip it. If I play it and I get through to that part, I just skip it and I just restart over the game. So the final wizard mode, you're just, cause I saw when I watched Carl stream it and just like looped it so many times, he was in that wizard mode for a, like just a long time. And Oh yeah. I I played it at one point and after I got about, 80 90 plus ramps i just finally said this i why am i doing this anymore yeah because it wasn't like it was worth a million points per ramp or anything like that it just got to where okay i'm just i'm doing the thing the thing that's really close to the start button and yet i'm at the very end of the game so i've just gotten to where i just drain out of it every single time now and keep going Mm -hmm. well tom have you played it yet i have um My first thoughts, I didn't really like the game, but I, I, when I played it at Lumberjack Johnny's, the flippers felt stronger to me and the shots were more makeable and I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't have anything really negative to say about it. I didn't get 
deep into the game like Travis or Carl, but um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I didn't, I, it, am I going to go spend $12,000 to go, to go buy one? No, I'm going to play it on location, but yeah. you know, if I saw it on location, I'd certainly play it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I actually talked to Zach today. And so the plan is, um, he's going to try to get me one between now and next Thursday. So hopefully within the next, I don't know, week and a half, I'll have a chance to stream one then. So I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to play it. Um, <clears> I do think it's more aligned with my skill set, and we'll uh, see how it goes. Yeah, Here's Tom. the challenge, Joel. I'm ready. Yes. We want to see you finish the game. So Wizard mode, Joel. Wizard first, mode. Wizard mode. Just the first time through, right? Or yeah, you just the first. You don't have to yeah, do it 15 we're, times. Yeah, we're, we're not crazy, Joel. Just <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> one time. I got it. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Okay. Um. So the other part of that, Travis, was you've had Godzilla. You've played Godzilla plenty before now owning your premium. Now that it's in your house, has your perception of the change has your has your perception of the game changed? Or like like it more or less? Yeah, I don't know. Now Yeah, you know, like, I mean it has actually. I I knew it was an excellent game. And like I've told you before, I thought that this is quite possibly the best game that's ever been made when everything's said and done. But after getting to spend time playing it really looking into how the rules are seeing it fleshed out seeing how things go together it's it's just a flat out amazing experience i mean it really is and i i love my avengers game i'm a huge marvel fan i mean that before was one of my main favorite games along with walking dead and i can honestly say godzilla's just surpassed avengers big time i mean it's just everything about godzilla it's very difficult to find something wrong with the game and i'm sure if we really just dug into it we could find a critique with it but it's just like holy cow everything in there is just so damn good and most of the modes in there are balanced too i like i've been trying to find anything in there that's an exploit for points and everything but yet it's almost like the way that this game's coded the things that you can do and the decisions that you can make that lead to other decisions later in the game, it's so amazing how it goes together, you know, and it could be little things like if you're on a premium and you're in Geigen, you could get it to where the building's set up to accept the first lock and that'll move the building for you. So now you can just loop out the right ramp over and over and over again. And that's such a tiny nuance that people may not really think about, but yet you have to work to set it up. And do all the right things to get to that point. Yet it's very close to the start button. So that's what I love about pinball is getting to make certain decisions to take my game on a certain path. And what feels great about Godzilla, it never feels like you're in jail. So if one thing doesn't work, you just shift and you just do the next thing that doesn't work. You just shift and go to the next thing. I mean, at one point to put this in perspective, Joel, at one point when I was playing it at the tournament a couple weeks ago at the uh, Route 66, at one point I was literally shatsing from left to right just to hit the saucer, just to build up my saucer collects there to get the 50 million points from an extra ball. So that little nuance right there, it's like, what, what other games really put that on you? That that's a, a realistic uh, strategy that you can use. Then all of a sudden you just forego everything else and you just decide randomly on a modern game that you're going to start shatsing. I mean, that, that just, that doesn't happen too often. And so 
that really got me to thinking that there's just so much that you could do on this game. So many different shots. I mean, from left to right to where you're using the whole entire play field. And that's for me, that's what makes the game very much enjoyable. You know, none of the shots are just, well, I put it to you this way. All the shots are very accessible, but that doesn't mean that they're all super easy either. They can still be challenging. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Tom, you've had it. You've had your LE for quite a while. I mean, there's been a lot of updates. The game's not over. So you're still, you're still loving it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm on a list for a premium. I'm waiting, but I think they're back ordered for freaking ever. But I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting mine. And it's it's definitely, I mean, I will of of the games that I borrowed from uh Zach and Nicole at flipping out, I I definitely I miss it. I miss it and I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting one back. So Oh just um, have you ever played the premium before, Joel? I have not played a premium, but I've played an L E. I played Zach's L E that okay. was at Expo. And yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm very excited about that and just watching streams. And the truth is though, the pros are still that's an amazing game. Even the pro oh, yeah. um the pro, especially with some of the mods that people have put in it. I mean, you can really ramp up the cosmetics of a pro, but the the code and the layout, it's insane. It's awesome. Um all right. Well, the last thing I wanted to say about Toy Story was super awesome pinball show. Christopher Franchi and his crew they they have a they have a really interesting podcast, and they've they've recently had some some good interviews uh, with with Dave Fix, um, the I think president or something of American Pinball, or one of the higher ups in American Pinball, and then just recently Jack Jersey Jack um, with Jersey Jack Pinball. So there was some stuff that came out. Does I would, David I would, Fix have a tank? A what? A tank? A tank. No, <laughs> that that picture was pretty great. Yeah. So the uh, what I want to say is listen to both. Listen to both the interviews. They, there was a ton of really good information in there. But um, Jack with Jersey Jack, he was talking about Toy Story. And basically the long and short of it is they got the Toy Story license before or while Pat Lawler was working on Dialed In. So Toy Story was supposed to be the game that he did after Dialed In. Dialed In ended up taking longer than expected. So by the time he finished Dialed In, that's when they learned that there was going to be a Toy Story 4 movie, and they had already acquired the license for Wonka. So because the Toy Story 4 movie was coming out and the Toy Story 4 movie had been pushed back a year and a half, the license was extended. So they're like, well, we have more time left on Toy Story than we do on Wonka, so let's do Wonka first. So they pivoted to Wonka. But the original license was just for all of Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. They had it. They had the license for all of 1, 2, and 3. By the time Wonka's done and Lawler has a chance to start Toy Story, Disney is now saying, hey, we have Toy Story 4. We want you to include Toy Story 4. So the truth is they have assets in the license for Toy Story 1, 2, 3, and 4. They have the assets for everything. But yet they honed in and focused entirely on Toy Story 4. And now there are video clips and stuff from the other movies, but clearly the game is the carnival. It's focused on Toy Story 4. It's focused on the characters of Toy Story 4. I don't know. Travis, now that that's all come out, I mean, I know you were a little upset when you learned it was originally Toy Story 4. I don't know. What are your feelings as a Toy Story owner now hearing that information? Well, Joel, let me tell you. I'm a little salty about it. Okay. It's, I'm a, well, it, so here's the thing. Here's why I'm salty about it. I'm 38 years old. Finally got to a point in my life to where 
My wife and I have disposable income. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the pinball hobby, obviously. But it's one of those things where I grew up with Toy Story. I remember going to watch it back in 1995 at the theater when I was 11 years old. I just I remember that experience and I remember how big of a deal that that theme was then. And it's almost like I grew up with it, you know, because they came out with several other movies. It's something that I ended up being able to share with my kids. It's something that. We've seen whenever we've gone to Disney World on vacation. And I mean, it's it's been a big part of everything. And that was the one theme that when I'd heard that this was coming out a few years ago, I, you know, I was just like, this is the one theme that I think would be really cool. And I know my wife really wanted it. And we the three of us had talked about this leading up to it, that, you know, if they have this, if they have that, it'd be really cool. And then when we realized it was Toy Story 4, we were just kind of like, uh, okay, you know, it's the one that we personally didn't really care too much for compared to the others. So now hearing that there's assets and that that's something that they could have done, I'm just sitting here like, damn, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's just, it just kind of feels like a gut punch nearly, you know, I don't really know how to describe it because this is a theme that I love and there's not, there's several themes out there that I do thoroughly enjoy. I mean, just like we talked about earlier, Avengers and Godzilla grew up on both of those. And so it's great. Like I'm extremely lucky that those two games ended up being fantastic. And so when I see toy story and I'm like, I wish it could, it could be something even bigger than what it is now, just because of all the assets that could have been used in it. And just hearing that those, that the decision was made to not use those, based off, I guess, what Disney wanted Jersey Jack to do. It's just kind of like, man, I just, I don't know. I, I wish we could have seen that pinball machine. And I would have loved to have seen something like that made by Pat Lawler. Like, I, I just wonder what could have been if that machine was made, if Toy Story 1, just just that one was made. I mean, yeah. it's, I just wonder what could have been. Yeah, and uh, it was it was either... Chris or Christian, one of them asked, like, did was there a Toy Story one playfield that was like started and then pivoted later? And and Jack was like, no. I mean, maybe Pat was kind of already thinking about it in his head or had an idea in his head because obviously, like the 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 jump ramp is Duke Kaboom. Like that's only in Toy Story four. I mean, it it probably would have been very different if if they went a different way but i don't know i just thought it was interesting coming out with that like i'm surprised he shared that information to be honest um but i i don't know i I, we also we weren't involved in those those licensing meetings and he said you know there's certain things even like gabby gabby the sculpt of her face there were so many iterations on that because they are so meticulous about exactly the way she looks on this on screen that the sculpt had to be perfect. Even the coloring of her eyes, apparently they went into, it was a big deal. And that's, you know, we're not involved in those. And the same thing with like the cape topper, they were talking about the sculpts that are on that. Like basically why were cake toppers used? And the truth is because those sculpts were already approved by Disney, like the amount of energy and effort they would have had to go through to make custom sculpts. It's just, these are things that are already approved by. So it sounds kind of crazy, but it, that was a big like whoa, like kind of a big surprise to me to hear that, and um, I don't know. There's been a lot. So super awesome pinball show has has really had a lot of those moments over the last few weeks. Um, another one that was kind of a big whoa that wasn't actually said 
like directly. Ooh. Are we, are we going to talk about the big woe? The big woe. The big woe. There's yeah. a huge woe. So, so Jack from Jersey Jack made a comment about they had a license that he apparently pursued for years, oh. got the license, and then realized that there wasn't much to it. He said, if I had that license, apparently the only thing I was getting from it was a movie poster. So now, did he actually get the license or did he, did he pass on it? It was one realizing? or the other, but it was okay. like, he basically was like, I pursued it for two years and I would, and I learned that all I was going to get was a movie poster. So he's like, so we didn't do it. And then next thing we know, somebody snatched it up. That's basically what he said. And he, well, he didn't said, say he said what Stern, it was. He said, he? I think he did. I either said Stern or he or strongly applied, implied that it was Stern. Okay. But he didn't say what it was. And he goes, Chris, I know you know what it is. And Christopher Franchi does all of the editing of that podcast. So what did he do? He he edited in the Jaws, like, da-da-da-da. Like, it's very clear. So nobody said Jaws. But Chris added in the song of Jaws to that conversation. So basically, in a very direct way, stating that Jersey Jack was pursuing Jaws, stopped because they couldn't get all the assets, and now Stern has Jaws. Um, now, whether or not Stern just picked it up to make sure somebody else doesn't make it, or Stern actually picked it up to they for them to make it, I don't know. But I thought that was kind of a big deal for that to kind of, for one pinball manufacturer to kind of out another pinball manufacturer on what licenses they have. So I don't, Tom, yeah, that, I, I see you're barely like, I know you are so surprised right now. What um, time is it? <laughs> I gotta make sure he's still awake. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Just, that's a little know. goofy to do that on a, on a podcast with, with, you know, the head of another manufacturer. <laughs> it's a little odd. Yeah. I don't know. It was Tra- just, it, it's almost was, like you're uh, you're spilling the beans of uh, a potential theme of another manufacturer. Yeah, and I I was very surprised by it because obviously this this has been a rumored title for some time, and I think it started with Canada. I think he was the, one yep. of the first ones, if not the first one, to drop the uh, the rumor. And this is the first time that it's like, whoa, this seems like as close to a confirmation as we're going to get outside of Stern themselves. And so I, that's why I don't want to put words into anybody's mouth because I need to go back and listen. I just remember hearing that part when I was trying to listen in about the Toy Story stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like I, I heard Jack talk about you know the movie poster thing. And then I just heard the Jaws music play. And I'm just like, this is basically just throwing it out there without actually saying the name of it. So I was just I was very surprised that that was kind of the way that they were kind of just putting it out there like that. But I mean, now it's, it's out there. We've all heard it. And it's kind of like, you can't ignore that that happened. So it just, it just feels like at this point that there's just a lot of, a lot of smoke to this potential fire. Well, yeah. And, and I, Jack wasn't, he didn't say it. He didn't. No, he did not like that. And so it's just interesting that, so that's been said that, Somebody has Jaws, pretty much. And then, you know, uh, we like American Pinball has said very clearly, they don't have the license for Sonic anymore, but somebody has it. So it's just like, this is kind of a weird thing where now all of a sudden we're we're talking about licenses that are, that people have, I, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing to know. 
And um, I don't know if that's if they're, you know, their Jaws fans out there that are pumped, like, yes, it's happening, or if they're disappointed that maybe Jersey Jack doesn't have it. Or what's interesting is Jersey Jack is saying they passed on it because the only thing they'd have access to is the poster. So, well, if Stern has that, do they have access to anything more or no? Are we about to have a Jaws, a Jaws game made with nothing from the movie? It's just I mean, the concept in, of a shark. In all right? reality, though, the, the movie is the shark. Yeah. You know, what all do you really need on there? Does Is anybody really craving for a mode in which everybody's just comparing the scars that they have? <laughs> like they did in the first but you know what i mean it's it's like uh, yeah it's not a theme i care about at all but yeah people it's, do. yeah i, I care know. nothing about the theme in but general people I mean, like the, sharks shark week yeah shark yeah, they get their own week of course people like it <laughs> well it's it's an interesting thing and um yeah there's there's been a lot of i mean i would just tell if you're in the hobby those two podcasts there's been a lot of interesting stuff spilled or talked about in those those two episodes so give them a listen um, but yeah, it's kind of moving on then to, to our next topic, which is really game reveals. I mean, th- th- we're like revealing themes or revealing licenses that people have. There's a lot of rumors that, that go around in this hobby. And, and to be honest, I mean, I know we have heard, I mean, like Travis works directly for a pan, uh, a pinball distributor now. Like I know he knows things that Tom and I don't know. Like there's a lot of knowledge out there. Is there so much secrecy going on out on Do out you there? know stuff, Travis? <laughs> he says he does. oh my gosh <laughs> he says <laughs> yeah so but here's the thing so when i was doing my other podcast a pinball podcast by the way if you guys want to hear it i haven't done an episode in several months but it's out there <laughs> i i i always try to take the stance that if i knew something i didn't want to be the one to leak it out yeah so i would constantly hear rumors or hear other people say stuff and even if i knew that it was wrong i didn't necessarily want to get into it the only time i talked about anything is just Basically, when it was so loud, there's so many people talking about like Toy Story, for instance, so many people talking about it's like you can't ignore it. And that's kind of the way we take this now that if so many people are talking about it and it's plainly obvious that that's what it is, then it's time to kind of discuss and just speculate because that's part of the fun. But no, it's 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 hard being on this side because one of the weird parts is, is we still we find out what the themes are like confirmation basically right before you guys find out. And I think that's well versed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Nothing gets told to us ahead of time. I mean, I wish, I wish it would. I mean, there's, I wish Stern would do the way that they do a reveal a lot different than they do it now because it would make life a lot easier for us. And I think every pinball company out there is actually really lucky that they don't do it in the way that you see like a Disney or a Marvel kind of do their schedule where they reveal everything but i mean it is what it is tom do you think think there would be less excitement if if people knew the titles no ahead of time i i I don't necessarily think so because if i would have heard if i would have even though i mean i heard rumors they were doing rush and i was kind of like oh that would be awesome but you know I, I kind of had doubts in my head because I'm like, Rush isn't this, they're, they're a cult band, but they're not like this epic, you know, band like Led Zeppelin, yeah. you know? Right. But, right. And, yeah. but, but if you knew the theme of Jaws was coming out in two years, you know, would, would everybody be excited about that? I, 
I mean, I know from experience when I heard the, I, the truth is I think people are already doing it, but they're doing it based on rumors. Like right. when I heard that the rumors of turtles was going to happen, I started saving money. I started saving money. I prepared myself to like, I was looking at at the time, the games that I owned, I was like, uh, I think according to rumors, it's going to be at least six months before turtles comes out. So I'm just going to buy these games and play them. But I have full intention of selling these games once turtles revealed, cause I'll need the money for turtles. Like, I think there are people already, like there are already people that are waiting or saving money for venom. Like venom is something we're going to talk about here. Venom is a, is the next rumored theme. There are people that I I bet are saving money because like James Bond is being rumored, holding on to that. Yep. I think we talk. Th- think how weird that is, though. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just odd that that's the way that we have to make buying decisions now. Well, and we we had this conversation item. off the podcast, I, and I said, you know, what if what if the movies did this, and yep. all all of a sudden, you know, you couldn't you couldn't go to the the movies anymore or uh, you wouldn't see any trailers. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, Avengers is coming out and you got to go line tomorrow. Yeah. You got to go <laughs> yeah. line up to get no. your ticket, yeah. you know, well, to be the first I, one I will, to see it. I will say this, and this is one of my main gripes with how pinball does this. And I think Stern is in the best position to do something about this. I don't think they ever will just because, you know, they're, they're leading the pack obviously. So why, why change it if it's not broken? But I would say that I think that if, and obviously they, they had to have thought about this because I refuse to believe that a large company like that hasn't looked at this from 360 degrees and tried to figure out what's the best way to go about this. But to me, it's like, if I'm the other companies, I'm happy that they don't do this, which is basically having like a quote unquote Stern day to where imagine this, that Stern says, okay, we're going to have this live event at Expo to where everybody can come out and we're going to announce our next slate of games, like our next cornerstones that are coming up. And we're going to, we're going to show you the title. We're going to show you, here's the designer, here's this. And basically if, I, I really do believe if they did something like that, it would get so much attention. And it's not like everybody having a theme confirmed that it would just lose its hype. Because guess what? The game still has to come out. No. And then you could still ramp up marketing leading up to that game release. But at least then it, it makes it to where the customer base doesn't necessarily have to make decisions based off rumors. You know, I mean, a large part of pinball right now, a lot of money gets frozen up based off rumors that people hear on podcast or read on forums. I mean, that's just the reality of it. A, lar- a large portion of money just gets completely tied up. And then it becomes one of those things where it's a juggling act. Like, do I sell this pen? Do I hold on to this pen? Do you know what happens with the LEs out there? What happens with all the lists out there? I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of dealers out there that have LE list, right? That, it's just based on saying, hey, this is the official theme. Do you want it or not? And then they just go on to the next one. You know, so it's like for me, if I knew that, for instance, if I would have known for sure that Avengers was coming in a year or in the next six months, I would have been able to save up money for that a lot easier. You know, and I'm sure that there's other people out there that feel the same way that if they knew a certain theme was out there, but I do understand that one of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to do that is because then you don't want to have 
somebody not buying your current product now. True. To where if, if they know a different theme's coming out in six months, then they just won't buy something right then and there. Like I get that part. I, I just feel like if Stern had their own Stern day and they did it at Expo and they just put it all out there, you would just create a, a big time hype. It's not like you got to actually show the game. You know, if you just yeah. simply show the title of the, the title, game with, yeah. yeah, with the designer or something like that. I mean, that's just, that creates hype right then and there. And it's just kind of weird because it's like any of us that listen to podcasts or read forums, it's almost like we all kind of know what's coming and we all are like, okay, here's the rumor. Let's, let's kind of sit on this. Let's see if it gains steam. And then we all kind of base some of our behavior and some of our decisions off of that rumor. I mean, that's really what this hobby's been for the past few years at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are going to buy every game regardless. They want to give it a shot or they're just uber collectors. Jeez, or they Joel, just I'm wrote. in the freaking room. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I mean, but you've made comments, Tom, of like, you don't necessarily know if you're going to continue doing that. Um, right. You know, it, there and there's so many people that are like, I'm Elwin or bust. You know, like they just whatever, like I'm in, I don't care what the theme is. I'm Elwin or bust. I'm, I mean, I think the two yep. of you guys are definitely in that category, but, and, but I feel bad where I feel bad though, is, um, for people that they do have a huge, you know, dream theme. And if they knew, okay, if I knew, let's say James Bond was going to happen next year, well, an LE, I better start being prepared to drop whatever, $12,000. I don't know, but it's like, I need to prepare for that financially. I need to make sure I get on an LE list early, you know, and, and there's some of this stuff that, they just can't because they're too late to the party. Uh, that's the only thing about movies. Yeah. You know, there's no limit to the number of people that can go watch a movie, but there's only so many of these, of these machines that are sold. Um, so I don't, I mean, we can play that game of, do we think Stern or other distributors could do this better? Sure. But at the same time, do they need to not or like, I don't think Stern does like Stern until Stern stops selling out of all their stuff. Like it's fine. Like their method, maybe it could be better, but this method is clearly working. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only company that could kind of put a dent in this right now would be Jersey Jack just because they, they have the ability to get certain themes. They've shown that and they're trying to actively be able to produce more than one title per year. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, Stern really doesn't need to change what they're doing. I just wish that they would be able to do that, but I understand why they don't need to. And I mean, unless American pinball has a bunch of dynamite themes, I don't, I mean, they've, they've stated pretty much that they just want to focus on unlicensed themes for a little while. I think that they've pretty much all but said that publicly. Um, spooky. It's kind of hard for spooky to do it just because it takes them what, like, 12 to 18 months yeah. every time to get it all out. So it doesn't make much sense for them to do it. It doesn't well, make any sense for Haggis to do it. Or well, here's CGC. a weird thing. We actually know what the Pinball Brothers next title is going to be. Yeah. It's Queen, right? Yeah. I mean, they had it. it at in the UK. Yeah. And they're going to have one. But we've. it's funny, though, because I think we've had the same argument, though, that like if you're a pinball manufacturer, don't announce your game unless you're ready to ship. Like, because there are people that the the buzz happens, or maybe it's because they show too much. They show the game or they show the but assets. That's a, or they show that's the a artwork. singular game, though. That's the issue. I mean, if you have a full catalog, right, and you know that you're going to have a certain cadence coming out of your product, then to me, that's different. But if you only have one product and you're not even guaranteed to get it out at a certain time frame, 
you know, if you're relying on certain raw materials to come in, so on and so forth, then yeah, it becomes a unique yeah. situation. But you're saying but, you, you think they should reveal the title, but not necessarily like show pictures of the game or, you know, whatnot. So if you're saying if last year or two years ago at TPF, if they just would have shown, all right, and here we go, the, the lineup, our next lineup is, and they showed, uh, what would it be? It would be, um, what was the game before? If they would have said Godzilla, Elwin, Rush, Borg, I don't know. Venom. Mando. Eddie, or Mando. Mando. Yeah. They would have said, man, like if they would have done that, boom, 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 boom. Like you think that would have been beneficial to them as a company to say all I, that earlier? I think it would have been huge. Now, I don't think you necessarily have to say who the designer is, although that's something that you could do. I mean, it's kind of like you look at it. If you're if you're into movies, you kind of know what movies are coming out, right? You, you know, way ahead of time, you know who the director is. So that's kind of the way I look at it. But I mean, just imagine a situation like an alternate reality in which Stern does a presentation and like Gary Stern or George Gomez is out on the stage. And then they're just like, and here's this theme revealed or whatever, you know, lights go out and then you just hear the Godzilla theme start up. And then you just see, you know, the theme, like the, the name of it just flash on the back screen or whatever. I mean, to me, that'd be pretty cool. Or And then they followed up, follow that up with like Mandalorian or something like that. I think it's just something that would get a lot of attention. I think if Stern did that, it would basically make it to where like if people know that those themes are coming, then what's going to happen with the other companies? Like, how do they respond to that? Well, yeah, if they see you know what Elwin, I mean? if Elwin's in eight months, maybe we should delay our game reveal or speed it up to try to get before or after that money. I don't. Well, even I, then, you don't even have yeah. to say who the designer is, just yeah. seeing what the themes are, you know, and you let a, a large part of the pinball buying community know that these are the themes that are coming and they're massive themes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Every pinball company to me is very lucky that Stern does not do this. Well, I think it's. Could Stern do this? Yes. Could Jersey Jack do this? Yes, because they they have had big themes. But like American Pinball, they're already talking. The next theme is unlicensed, so they reveal that six months ahead. Right. It would it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work for that. You have to have themes. Yeah, it's already come out though that American Pinball has the license or has trademarked what is it like Galactic Tank Force or something? Right. Something. So you read that like. People aren't saving up money. Oh, yeah, I love tanks. You know, like nobody, right. nobody's like time to. I don't know. It's so, maybe Tom. I don't know. Everybody Tom loves tanks. tanks. <laughs> His eyes lit hey, up. The there. game could be awesome, but well, I, what I'll say is, I this is very interesting. So, if you're listening to this, if you're in marketing or if you're in sales or product development, and you have actual thoughts on product reveals, like. I'm curious. Email us, tripledrain at gmail.com. Curious to see, or well, write, you know, post on our Facebook or something. Like, I'm curious to hear what other people's thoughts are. Well, think about this, Joel. You play video games, right? I do. Like, how often does a video game j- just get dropped out of thin air? It doesn't, but at the same time, I don't have, like, if I buy a Switch game at 60 bucks, I don't have to save for six months straight to be able to buy a Switch game. So right. if, if a Switch game is dropped today and I want that game, I can buy the game. I, I, but do you get hyped up for that game? That's the thing. But we're all, we get, all of us get, we're, we're addicted to this hobby. We, we, we truly get hyped up for every game. We want the next game to be amazing. But we have to get hyped up based off rumors. 
That's I the know. big difference. It could be, it could, I get it. I'm going to go be better, snort but... some Novus. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like, just like Tom was talking about too. I mean, imagine if movies did, did it like that. But I do think though, that sometimes the hype of, of our, the made up hype in our head actually sometimes is, is better than if it was realistic. Like, I don't know. I think some of us, we let our minds wander so much or, ex- or our expectations always oh, go further than what you Oh, that absolutely happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It There's goes no further question than what you expected to uh-huh. be. 100%. Toy Story, Woody well, yeah, is going to be in the game. He's going to be moving around, <laughs> kicking the ball. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting I, – I mean, I totally get what you're saying, Travis. I get it. But it is – I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it. Do I see that changing anytime soon? No. No. Um, no. But, yes, for uh, for the sake of all of our – like, I know Hottie – I mentioned Hottie earlier, Frisco Pinball. He apparently is a huge Venom fan, like huge Venom fan. So when he heard Venom was rumored like a while – like, that – the rumor of Venom has actually impacted his – purchasing decisions over the last year and that's based on a rumor and would if he would have had that confirmed would that have changed his decisions even more i don't necessarily think so because he's treating it as truth he's absolutely treating it as truth um but for his peace of mind he'd probably be able to sleep better if he knew that that was (laughs) like if he knew it's actually going to happen and he knew he was locked in on some distributors le list a year ago yes he would he would be able to sleep better than his current state where he's thinking it's true, but, but yeah, so to transition, I, once again, if you guys have thoughts on this, email us, definitely curious to hear what you have to say, but venom, we, we let's our real email, quick, Joel, triple drain at gmail.com. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Triple drain Good at job, gmail.com. Thank you. Yeah. Keep you Joel gotta plug in line. the email. I know we give him a little bit of line and he's just like, just message us guys. Just, 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 yeah, they should know it. Right. Send us Raven mill. I watched Thor yesterday. Yeah. Do that. Uh, So venom. What? So to talk about reveals, right? So Stern, how does Stern reveal a game? They, they're, they, the only thing they actually do is they usually do a teaser. And then a few days later they do the actual game reveal videos. And then normally have a stream within a few days after that. But well, and they have a lot of press releases. Yes. They go out to everything. But like right now, what's going on? Why is everybody so confident about venom? Well, Stern is going to be at comic con and Stern registered a booth. And if you look at the registration online, like the official registration of who's going to be in what booth, it says Stern is in the booth with Todd McFarlane, who's the creator of Venom, and Ozzy Osbourne is going to do a signing. Sharon! So it's like, <laughs> so here we are. Like, does that confirm Venom? Not necessarily, but why in the world would Todd McFarlane be in like Stern's booth? There's no reason unless Todd McFarlane and Stern are clearly doing something. Maybe well, he likes Stern Rush and he wants. Why would to they be at Comic Con? Yeah. Okay. So why I don't because Stern does because, Stern do Comic Con every year? Yeah, no? they, I think they do. Okay. But they haven't had a comic book theme. True. In a little while. They don't you know care. what I mean? So it's it's yeah. like why? You know what I mean? Like why would they be at Comic Con? Trying why to get outsiders into pinball. <laughs> this is the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, and this is the perfect way right here. I got an idea right now for how we could do that. But I want to hear what Joel's saying first, and okay. then I'll follow up. Gotcha. Nothing. I, I'm just saying it's clear they they have to be doing something. So is this either? 
uh, a cornerstone title and this is Venom. That would be incredible. Or is this potentially a boutique title? Kind of like a kind of like a retheme of the the Spider-Man home pin or like the heavy metal. Heavy metal or Supreme. Is this just kind of a boutique pinball with Todd McFarland or potentially a boutique pinball with Ozzy Osbourne and Todd McFarland's evolved? I don't know. Or is this potentially the next home pin? I mean, obviously I'm hoping more for a cornerstone. And Todd McFarlane, it's either going to be Venom or it would be Spawn. So I, I don't know. But either way, I like these are. There's got to be something here. So we will see. And if we're going to play the game of who's the next designer, I'm guessing it's Brian Eddy. Brian Eddy's the next up in line. So we're putting a lot of stuff in place, but it's all just educated guesses. That's my current thing. Um, I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun theme. I, I'm excited. I hope Brian Eddy just, if he could do something besides a fan layout, that would be awesome because I had a shadow and his shadow layout was incredible. So like, I want to see more of that Brian Eddy um, than medieval madness attack from Mars, stranger things, Brian Eddy, not saying those are bad. I'm just, I want to see something new. That's it for me. There's the, there's the fence setter. We've all come to love. I, I I can like things. I don't have to have <laughs> like. I can like a lot of things. I don't have to have like. I, it doesn't have to be so oh, hot. I was, and cold I was just us. enjoying how you were, you know, saying I would like to see more of this. Yes, but I still like this. I'm not this. saying that's I would bad. really like to see more of this. Yeah, I'm not saying that's bad, but I want okay, that. That's why, yeah, yeah. why, why I like you, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Joel. You see, you see the positive <laughs> in everything. It makes me feel good about myself. I appreciate it. That I'm not is complimenting fair. you right now. Jeez, don't take this. Yeah. Thanks, Tom, for being here. I really, hey, we need you, yep. man. That's why I it know. doesn't feel right. If it's just Travis, it just. Are feels... you saying that I'm the fan layout of this podcast? I'm is that what you're trying to no, say right now? Because people like fan layouts. You're just. Damn. Here. Joel, just with the burns. <laughs> I'm just like the listener who gets to interact. Uh, <laughs> what is Tom? I Let me think of, well, Travis, while you talk, I like yeah, Tom is a pinball machine that everybody loves and it just enjoys and it's just a good time. Yeah, I'm trying to, I got to think of that, but go ahead, Travis. What's your thoughts With on, what? well, you had, you said you had a thought. Yeah, on, you were going to tell us some witty CERN thing. CERN in their booth. Oh, and well, I, yeah, you got my mind thinking like what type of pinball machine Tom is now since we're calling each other <laughs> different pinball machines. You guys, I mean, if I'm, a, if I'm a fan layout, what's... From me. What's Joel, Tom? What do you think Joel is? I don't. I never said you're a fan layout. Is, I never is said Joel? That. No, I said that. Because you're dig, you're taking digs on fan layouts. <laughs> I'm so, not. <laughs> so if we're comparing Joel, each okay, other. Okay, then yes, this I, podcast. I, I Travis, you are a fan layout because I've had enough of fan Joel, layouts. Joel is <laughs> something no. new. Tom, I got it, Tom. Joel is the middle scoop on the left hand side of Halloween. There you <laughs> oh, go. That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> I said you were the middle Take scoop. It that's back. like the most important that's not one. Nice. Nobody says that that's what's a good shot in pinball. Oh, the middle scoop of Halloween. Yeah, let me tell you. No. I mean, Whatever. that's the best we're, scoop we're shot like, on that game. We that's are the like the, the three four. scoops of Halloween. That is the best. That that is the best <laughs> scoop shot on the entire game, that middle scoop. Because it's not too far down to the left. Mm. And it's not so high up there that you're like just luck boxing your way into it it's just it's right there it's a nice easy we, shot we want to hear say, what you yeah. were gonna say before i'm just oh. gonna say thank you to hope you move forward <laughs> 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 uh, do you remember what you're gonna say travis 
We're talking about Venom, right? Comic Con. Yes. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so, so what I was saying, what I was thinking in my head before I got to say it, because I let Joel talk for a little while. You know, I was just thinking <laughs> to myself that, you know, if you're trying to draw in new people and you're trying to get people hyped up, to me, that would be the perfect place to go ahead and do your big reveal of a new pinball machine that's based off like Venom. Try if, to get on center stage. Yeah, if that's what it is, yeah. like put it there, let people play it. I mean, you'll draw in a lot of comic book nerds. I mean, just like myself, I love comic books. So seeing something like that, that's my favorite character or, you know, some or whatever character it could be. I want to interact with that. You know, I'm, I'm in the mood. I'm at a comic con. I'm in the mood to interact with something like that. And if you're sharing a booth with Todd McFarlane, he's already going to get a ton of attention, a ton of attention. You put that game right next to him. All of a sudden that becomes one of the most relevant games in the entire industry more than any other game pretty much that's come before it. And that that's how powerful that is putting it in front of that type of fandom. Now I'm not saying that all these people are just going to go out and just drop loads of cash and buy it. I mean, who knows what they're going to do, but we all do know, but both of us know, or the three of us know that people, people that aren't necessarily pinball fans will still shell out money for an LE of a theme that they just love. Yep. I mean, I can confirm that. I know of people that have bought LE or an LE version of a game. They don't even play pinball. It just sits there in their game room. Yeah, It's just like the biggest flex because they love the theme. They love what it represents. It's a modern piece of artwork. I mean, it's something like that. You put that at Comic-Con. Holy cow. I mean, well, that to me, that would get a lot of attention. Anybody that's going to stand in line and pay money to meet or get a signature from Todd McFarlane is probably the same person that would want to spend money on a pinball machine that is his creation or his theme. I mean, it makes total sense. It is the demographic of, I mean, sure. In a perfect world, GNR would have been revealed in Chicago at a GNR concert or something, you know, like that would be, why yeah. would you not do that to the exact demographic that you, you were trying to sell to? So I, this- I get it. It just seems so lined up and I'm not sure when, when is this supposed to go down at Comic-Con? Cause we're recording this on Monday, the 18th. So just in case something like this actually does happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm, the, yeah. Whatever the first day of Comic-Con is, or I don't, I don't know if they might be like something. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Who, yeah. who even knows? So, but yeah, I, I just feel like that that's just such low hanging fruit Yeah. at this point that. I don't know. I, I would just be, I won't say I'd be surprised if they did that because it's just like, well, it just looks like the obvious play, yeah. but Comic-Con I mean, is uh July 23rd, first through 24th. So it's coming right up. So in three days from now. Yeah. So that'd be amazing yeah. if that actually happened before this podcast actually that got out. That would be out. cool. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it would be pretty dope. It is. I mean, Stern does a really good job that, you know, when they release a band pin, they're on rollingstone.com. Like there's a there's a news article on rollingstone.com. When they release something movie related or comic book, it's on IGN. Like they are very good at getting their media presence out there, Gizmodo on big websites to bring in the right audience. Um, and that's their that's their key is they want to make sure that the that the media reveal is on these big sites, not necessarily on, you know, uh Pinside. Well, not only that, think of the evergreen content that would be immediately created 
by having this at Comic-Con because yeah. you have people walking around live streaming. You have people filming stuff for their YouTube. You have people posting pictures all over social media. And if they see something like this, that's exactly what will happen. That's so, well, that, that's yes. so powerful, that free advertising that would go out. But I, and I think that's good. Maybe this comes back to our original, the beginning of the podcast. How do we bring outsiders in? Well, this is, these are the outsiders, right? But I think a lot of pinball people get upset because they're like, you don't want your game reveal to be crappy cell phone footage. You want a highly produced straight down the middle, you know, 20 minute video on the creators and better close up shots and of toys like, because that's the thing is if this is if this is one of those cases where you have a chance that the initial view I mean in a perfect world it would all be released at once like oh that Comic-Con guy Day, has here's something a to say yeah and you know what I'm ignoring it I'm ignoring it <laughs> but Tom, I, I want to let you talk but I want to ignore that hand Joel go ahead Travis. I would I would argue that this is different because this isn't in some arcade this isn't just like a well, random yeah. show you're putting this pin. In front of people that are fanatics, I can put his hand down. Did you see that trap? Uh, you didn't know that, Tom. I can Where'd turn his hand, hand down. I can <laughs> put his hand down. Nice. No. What is no. the sorcery? <laughs> All right, you, you put your right. hand up. Yeah, I'm going to put your hand up. I get what you're saying. You can't okay. raise my hand. Okay. So I get I get what you're saying because that's what I'm saying. We in this late in this latest interview, right? What's interesting is we have a stern reveal kind of happening, kind of already started. And we know that Stern, Stern reveals are very formulaic. Like, it's very clear what they do. Well, Jersey Jack just had this crazy reveal with Toy Story. They do a teaser photo. What was it on? Like a Friday. And then boom, Monday, all the assets, all the video, all that comes out at once. They kind of did a staggered reveal through the day. We actually had a lot like a stream, a recorded stream of the game all in one day. That was kind of their media blitz. Boom. Then David Fix with American Pinball is kind of bragging about how their reveal is they get a magazine that's sent out has this huge Legend of Valhalla thing. They they have all these games secretly shipped to different locations. So boom, the day it's released, the games are there. They're on location. They can be able to play, be played. And what's interesting is I think all three owners feel like they're revealing it the best way. And I don't know, as a pinball fan, Travis, like, do you... I, like, People just like American Pinball, great. Well, unless you live near one of those games that happens to be dropped, like that's cool that somebody gets to play it and then they can post on Pinside their experience, but that's not everybody. But yet, a similar thing happened with Toy Story. The very next day, there were distributors that had the games and were sending, like you, Travis, you got your game within what, like 48 hours of the reveal? Yeah, no, I had the game the day after, like the evening after. So 24 so, hours after the reveal. Okay. Right. So I would say straight up, I like how Jersey Jack does it the best. Just because it's it's everything that I love about putting out a product that it's in a controlled setting, which is great. It's They explain out the rules. They show behind the scenes up front. They talk to the creators of the pen. And, and it feels like you can get an emotional connection that way. And I think Zach Minney and Greg Bone do that very great or very excellent, yeah. but putting that out. Like, I love that. I, I'm not a big fan on just showing a live stream of the game just because it's not very controlled. If something could go wrong, it just causes some questions to have. I mean, not saying that it can't be positive, but like I was saying earlier, there's always exceptions to different rules, you know? And so seeing Venom, I just, 
or hearing that it could possibly be Venom and we're just putting all these pieces to the puzzle together. It just, it just feels right that why would you not show this off at comic con of all places? Cause you're, you're, you're in a booth with Todd McFarlane. I mean, why would you be in a booth with him just to show off Godzilla or just to show off Deadpool mm-hmm. or just to show off Mandalorian? You know, I mean, those pins are great and all, but it just, it doesn't make any sense just to do that to where you could fully leverage the power of this potential theme that they're coming out with along with the artist that's right there. And along with a bunch of fans that have paid a lot of money to travel there. I mean, let's face facts. It's difficult getting into Comic-Con. It's not an easy thing. These badges and tickets sell out instantaneously. And these fans come from all over the world. And I think this is the first one that they've had since COVID, at least in person. I think it is. I I don't remember them having one last year. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, I think it's just the perfect storm to be able to put this game out in front of people. And that would make the most sense. Like, it just feels like it's lining up to go that direction. And I don't know. me, Me, just as a pinball fan, I would actually be kind of disappointed it not to be out there just because I feel like in my head, I want more people to experience pinball. And I think putting something in front of a bunch of rabid fans of that theme and of the creator and of the artist, I, I think that there's more good than bad that would come out of that. I mean, sure, you would have people, you know, some of the people complaining, you know, that it's just bad video coming out of it. You know, why is this the way that we're seeing it? But regardless, Stern could still do their normal thing afterwards. And guess what? We'd all still watch. Yeah, <laughs> but we've had this argument. Too. What's interesting is with that same thought, why would you not reveal to a bunch of like fans that are dying for this content? Well, with that same logic, why is everything not revealed at TPF or Pin- or Chicago Pinball Expo? Like, Why not reveal this initially to all the pinball fans that are dying to touch it and let us play all the games right there? I, I mean, yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. Um, or, or if it, everything was coordinated well, like I think it would be awesome if Stern revealed a game the week before Expo and then we knew things were going to be at Expo. I mean, I I don't know. It's I, I mean, true, I get it. There's I don't know necessarily who does it right or what the perfect, absolute perfect scenario is. I agree. I think I like the way Jersey Jack does it best currently. I mean, the fact that they had so many games to ship and there are people that got the game within 24 hours or 48 hours and there was already games on location. I mean, all that's awesome. That is, I think they did a lot right there. Um, Well, you did touch base though, Joel, on something that would be very unique and would go over very well with a lot of people that if a pinball company did go to a show, right? And they did decide to reveal a game at the show, what if then after revealing the game at the end of it, they're like, oh, by the way, we've got 20 of these new in box for sale right now. Well, I mean, if they were they, smart, they would auction them. They would auction I mean, they, the 20 that were in the box right there. Yeah, I mean, they would sell for stupid yeah, money. They, yeah, they would sell out instantly. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'm very surprised that Spooky or American Pinball hasn't done this before. Maybe, maybe they have, and I'm just missing it. I don't know somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, I, I think something like that would go over huge with the pinball community. I mean, I'm not big on necessarily, you know, showing off a game 
under those conditions. But if you are going to show it off under those conditions, I think having them for sale right there, I mean, that would, that would get a lot of people curious about it. And the whole yeah. pinball industry would hear about that. I think with like a, with an American pinball, like a non-licensed theme or something, I agree. I think those would be, that's the, that's the demographic you want to, to commit to right then and there. But for like Venom, right? Like I think Venom makes sense. Why would you not show, we know pinball people are going to buy it. So why not let's bring outsiders in, into a theme that people are going nuts over. And I, I just think, I don't know. I think there's a time and place where you need to go to the pinball people because that's, that's who you're pursuing. And then there's others. Let's, let's like, I think IGN probably has a relationship with Stern that they're like, okay, we will put this out on that day, but we need exclusive rights to be the reveal website. Right. So they don't, they can't reveal it on Pinside because they probably made a deal with Rolling Stone that, okay, yeah, we will we will do this. We will put this on our site for X amount of money as long as we're the only music website that's doing this reveal. I, I would assume there's probably something associated to that with that um, from a legality standpoint, but I don't know. I'm, when, I'm no marketing guy. I don't know this. I don't know how these product reveals work. We can sit here all day and tell us, <laughs> hey, we know. We know what the reality is what we want. We want to know what it is. We want to know as soon as possible. <laughs> we want detailed pictures. We want detailed video. We want everything. We want it explained. We want all of our questions answered all the time. Like that's what we want it all. We want it. And all. we want it now. We want it now. Tom wants he's on a list. He wants to know. Like, yeah. I guess, Where's my but. game? Where's my toppers? <laughs> Every episode. Where, is, where are the toppers? There's that Godzilla topper, Mando topper, rush topper. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm sure you you'll be getting some topper news pretty soon, Tom Graf. Pretty sure. Is that I'm an exclusive sure. to Triple Drain exclusive? Hell no! I'm just playing the law of averages. Oh. There's no news yet, so I'm pretty sure some will come <laughs> out just, eventually. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just lean right into that before we let Tom say too much here. So here we go. Tom talks. He's got something to say. Tom talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom talks. Wow, no prompt. This is exciting. Okay. okay. Yeah. So no, no. We normally this is the time to do the prompt. Travis. I know. I just I just wasn't expecting you just to go straight into it. Yeah. You're just like speaking of this. Yeah, well, I, awkward. I know that Tom is passionate about his toppers, and I know there are there are three games that he currently owns, Mando. Rush and Godzilla. Rush and Godzilla, I don't see ever leaving. And you've just been sitting here day after day after day waiting for these toppers. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear one. What what's your overall thoughts on that? And the two, do you have any ideas on what these toppers will be? Have you let your mind wander about that? Just I want to hear about Tom's topper talk. Okay. Uh, what was the first question? That was a lot. <laughs> what are your overall <laughs> thoughts on the fact oh. that you're still waiting on these toppers? God, I don't. I don't like interview George Gomez. I don't like crap. waiting. Okay, so we, you we want need them the now. toppers now? Yeah, Veruca Salts. I want it now. Got yes. it. I want it now. Okay. Yeah. And then, Where the hell's our toppers, yes. Stern? As you're laying awake at night, what do you? How are you visually picturing the Rush topper? What do you think it's going to be? What do you want it to be? Oh, uh, it would. Uh, that's that's a tough question for me to answer. Uh, I think an owl would be cool, or I don't know. 
I don't know. You don't it's, care. You're going to buy it regardless. It's and it's going to be glorious. Uh, you want an owl? An owl topper? It would be kind of kind of cool. Does the head move? Yeah, the wings the are flapping. Ooh, uh, that's pretty good. It'll flap Does it do it like a of... squaw or whatever? Or squawk? <laughs> what? what do you... uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of a crow. Like I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean uh, the the Led Zeppelin topper was pretty sick with the with the like the lights. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty cool topper. Um, what, what if I'm hoping the Rush machine? one is is more mechanical and stuff. So you want well, mechanical for sure? I want mechanical because there's you want rumors your Rush topper to be more like Led Zeppelin and less like Avengers. Is what yes, yes, okay. for sure. And and the we, Avengers one sucks. There's already Just rumors, say, right? For for the Mando topper, that the fact that there are video assets, we've talked about this, that kind of show kind of like a holograph. So there's definitely, it looks wait, like wait 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 there there's there's a holograph for the we've told you Mando? no we've we've said that on Mando on the CPU board in the back box there's an HDMI out. Somebody plugged an HDMI cord into it, thinking it would just it would just duplicate their screen. Yeah. No, instead what they saw on the monitor was they saw new video and it looks like it looked like the 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 bounty pucks that are in Mando oh, it's like a blue okay. holograph and what they saw is as they're changing modes the video was changing to like showing a spider if you're in spider multiball or and they also saw on the monitor it like looked like it showed um what perks you had like there was well, a few now I'm not going to sell my Mando what that's the thing is the topper people are looking at that and they're like, this has to be for the topper. So is there a video screen built into this topper in some way, or are they going to create some sort of projection infinity mirror kind of thing that makes it look holographic? I don't know, but people are getting real excited about the potential of this Mando topper. And it's surprising me right now that Tom, you don't know this. I, I, I don't. You're dying for that. I figure since it's a Star Wars theme, the topper should be done in about three years. So, <laughs> and then Godzilla topper. Any thoughts on Godzilla topper? What it would be, or what it? How you want to? Oh man, um, I don't know. I mean, you already got the building in the game, so it's not going to be that. I mean, maybe just a mechanical Godzilla would be cool. Mm. Mothra. Travis Mothra? is typing. He's not trying to interrupt you by talking, uh, but he will he will type in chat. Yeah, I mean, what if what if it was what if it was a combination of all the monsters? I would uh, my picture, my thought was there's four cities in the game, so what if you had kind of a sky or a, a land uh, what is it? Sky skyline of the four different cities and depending on where you're at, there were different lights to show, "Hey, I'm in this city now." And then if it was RGB, like once it's destroyed, then it looks like that city's on fire. Joel, and come in into my of office. That, come into my office because you're fired. That's a oh. terrible idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Any other harsh criticisms that you have for Travis and I about our lifestyle choices? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. What do you mean, Travis and I? He said Joel. Hey, this is Tom Talks, okay? I just, wanna, I just want you to feel included, Travis. Exactly. And Tom has talked. Actually, not. you know what'd be cool is like a mechanical head on Godzilla that breathes fire. Not not like actual fire, but kind of mm. moves around like I don't know. Okay. I'll just tell you, <laughs> hey, if it ends up being a skyline, I'm just I'm just gonna sit here with a There's already a skyline in the game, isn't there? <laughs> There's the already back? Godzilla in the game too. Just say Yeah, that, I would, that toy sucks. I would say <laughs> even, even though 
even though you want to fire Joel right now, yeah. I would say if I was a betting man, I'd have to say his idea is probably pretty close to reality. Like I have no idea, but it would not shock me at all if the stern topper for Godzilla ended up being a skyline that maybe just looks like it's set on fire in the background yeah, or something probably, like that. Probably right. I could see something like that's the only thing that makes sense for Godzilla. I mean, I was trying to say, just put like the, the Mothra (laughs) caterpillar thing, whatever that is, the larva. What what is that thing that just crawls around? I don't know. I don't want that. That's not the point of a topper thing on the topper. The point of the topper is to bring people in and a, and a freaking larva. I'm looking at the back glass and and Godzilla's breathing the laser fire or whatever the hell comes out of his mouth. Maybe it would be the, uh, the miniature twins. You remember those those two characters? They were like you mean little... that had the, like the Mothra egg. Yeah, wasn't there for Mothra? There was like two itty bitty like Ant Man type characters. Like they were twin women. Yeah. That they could just they get sang... your kids to do it. Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> then it looked look like The Shining. Then we, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Well, hey, I feel like we're we are definitely interrupting you too much, Tom. So, is there oh. anything else that you have that you want to get off to your chest? I'm good. This was great. <laughs> Wonderful. Proud of you, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Tom talked. He had something to say. Tom talked. He had nothing to say. Tom talked. Tom talked. I got. I got nothing. Joel didn't even talk about my stars playfield. Wait, I know. No. What an a-hole. Do we need to play for do we need Everything's to about him. Do you ever notice that? Do we need I to do. go back into Tom Talk so you <laughs> no. can uh, give us <laughs> no. a... Uh, I'm good. A real Dude, quick... No, I'm problem. telling y'all, the, mo- the moth or larva being a topper would be legit. No, it'll be a skyline. Just... Uh, once again, hey, if you have thoughts on the uh, Godzilla topper, post it on our <laughs> Facebook or email us at uh, tripledrain at gmail.com. Look at this thing. Hang on. I don't know. I, I don't think, you I don't accept pictures from you. Why? Nope, nope, why nope. is this not letting me put a picture nope, 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 on there nope. on the chat? Because it's dumb. nobody needs Joel. That. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, you could turn your camera on and just show. Oh no, you can't do it. <laughs> um, I don't. know. I think that's it. We're at two hours and fifteen minutes. I uh, I think that's all we got. My list is all screwed up because you know Travis. Um, so yeah, let's do have some to work tomorrow. Yeah, let's do some quick plugs. Um, I'm actually going to go first, and it's because I want to do a plug for just us as general. What I'm saying is our music, we just heard some, our beautiful Tom Talks music. That was made by a guy, Jason Leibel. Jason Leibel Thank you, Jason. Uh, made us that music. Well, he's in a band. He's in a band called Neon Dale, D-A-L-E, Neon Dale. Um, and they just released an album called Cosmic. And so all that that's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, it's all over there. If you like our music or have enjoyed that, feel free to like just give his music a stream or if you want to buy it, go for it. But um, at the end of this podcast, I'm actually going to include one of his songs, a song called Highway from that album. So feel free to listen all the way through. And if you like his music, give it a stream. But Jason, I appreciate you. I appreciate the tunes. Even though Dennis Creasel thinks we have way too many, <laughs> I I definitely have enjoyed having your music <laughs> on our show. So I definitely wanted to give uh, Jason a plug and thank you for that. And yeah, he did this. He wrote the songs, songwriting, guitar, and vocals on all the Neon Dale stuff. So um, yeah, give Jason a listen. Um, and yeah, other plugs for me. I stream for Flipping Out um, and the Pinball Network every Wednesday night and then every other Thursday on the Flipping Out streaming channel. And then I do this silly podcast. 
Um, I did have a, I will have a just another pinball interview soon. I had reached out to a Stern designer about doing one. Everything was moving forward. And then he kind of pumped the brakes and he said, Hey, just actually, let's just wait until the next reveal. That way we can talk about the game. I said, okay. So hopefully, um, hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. Um, Travis, do you have anything to plug? Nope, I think you did pretty well, Joel. You did a great job. Guys, you can catch me on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, which you just listened to, so I appreciate it, guys. And uh, yeah, thumbs up all around. Tom, you did a great job. Thank you. Joel? I'm here. Yep. Yep, you uh, are You are here. That, that is correct. <laughs> okay, <Here's> Tom, <laughs> plug away, man. Uh, I stream pinball stuff on... <laughs> On Fox City's Pinball and Twitch and on YouTube, uh, we're going to be having a tournament coming up on July 30th. I'll be in Chicago at Entrum uh, for the Silver Ball Super Social 2X. So if you're going to the tournament and you're going to be there, say hi. And uh, if you're not, uh, feel free to watch it on Twitch. Awesome. And yeah, we do have, we've talked about some guests. Um, we, we need to plan that. It's hard enough for the three of us to coordinate, to get on the same night to, 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 to record, but we have some interviews or some guests that we'd like to have coming up. So we're excited. I mean, Hey, 20, 20 episodes in, I appreciate you too. It's been a good time. We've, we, I've definitely enjoyed all 20 of these episodes and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what, what we record, um, or what's so you what now, Joel, next. what'd you say? I'm looking forward. <laughs> no, the other part. To you you what these podcasts i've regretted every moment damn it i thought you <laughs> said you enjoyed yeah. i was so fired up ah <laughs> oh, tom coming in there with the software <laughs> Thank you, tom. uh so with that uh tom you're gonna have the last word but jason is actually gonna have the last bit of this podcast because he's gonna have a song but uh please tom uh close us out stay classy everybody Bitter pill for
four-leaf guide me Swallow I got a bitter pill for